This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The NASCAR Bush Series is at the smallest track on the circuit, the 3-8 mile Hickory Motor Speedway in North Carolina for the seventh race of the season, the Galaxy Foods 300. Unlike the giant super speedways they've spent most of the early season on, Hickory is a very tight bull ring, presenting a much different racing challenge. This racetrack is what most of us grew up at doing. To pass someone, you almost got to touch them a little bit. If you're holding somebody up, they're trying to root you out of the way, uh, so it's a, it's a contact race here. The offenders get tore off and their fenders get tore off. It's like being stuck in a traffic jam. You know, you're sitting there and you got a car all the way on each side of you. Uh, the only difference is here, you're running about 100 miles an hour doing it. This is hardcore racing right here. I mean, it, this is the Bush Series. Randy LaJoy, Todd Bodine, Tim Fitawa, and Mike McLaughlin on what awaits them in the Galaxy Foods 300 from Hickory. Next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. It's a gorgeous spring day in North Carolina, and a full house of NASCAR racing fans has turned out to see the NASCAR Bush Series get down to some good old fender-banging short track racing. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Galaxy Foods 300. I'm Alan Bestwick along with Joe Moore today here in Hickory. And uh, Joe, today we get to see some good old rooting and gouging, fender rubbing short track racing and it should be a lot of fun. Most of our listeners across the country probably have a short track in their area that they go to see races on Friday or Saturday night and see kind of the slam bang action of a bull ring. That's exactly what we got here at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway in North Carolina. We talked last week at Darlington about how the drivers had to kind of forget about the competition and race the racetrack. Well, here, you've got to race the track, obviously, but you've really got to think about the competition because you're right up against them practically all the way. This race will be one of the most intense the drivers face all season long. On a 3-8 mile racetrack, you'll never be more than a couple inches from the car in front of you. They'll never be more than a couple inches to the car behind you. Probably going to be somebody inside or outside of you all day long, too. Just picture it as being in rush hour traffic with concrete walls on both sides of you at 100 miles an hour that they'll get around this racetrack in, and that's the intensity of the drivers have to deal with for the day today. One of the big stories of the race is a pit procedure change that NASCAR has instituted for this event here at Hickory. Because this is a small racetrack, there really isn't room on pit road to have flying full-speed pit stops among 31 teams, even under the caution flag, to have all 31 drivers there getting service at once. In years past, we've seen drivers double and triple parked on pit road and crews dashing in and out between the cars trying to service their machines. In order to try and alleviate some of the discomfort and frankly danger to the crewmen working on these cars, the race will be caution flagged at lap 100 and at lap 200 today and the team's given the opportunity to come down pit road and change tires without losing their position on the racetrack. And the laps uh, run under those particular cautions not counted against the 300 total in the race. Reaction from the teams, a very positive one throughout. Yeah, for the guys working on pit road, it's very positive because they'll have more time to deal with their particular cars when they come in and not have to worry about cars swarming around on either side of them. But on the other hand, it puts more pressure 
on the driver because he really has to win this race if he can do it on the racetrack. It takes all of the pit planning strategy completely out of the game here because after those cautions, they reline as they were running before the caution came out. So a little different wrinkle to pit strategy in today's Galaxy Foods 300. When we come back to Hickory, we'll go trackside and hear from some of the drivers who will have to try and get from the back to the front without making use of any help from pit road. Today's NASCAR Busch Series event is the 41st time the circuit has competed here in Hickory, North Carolina. There's been at least one Busch Series event at this racetrack every year since the circuit's inception in 1982, as many as four a year in some seasons past. From the Hickory Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Counting down to the start of today's Galaxy Foods 300 at Hickory Motor Speedway in North Carolina, Busch pole qualifying yesterday rained out. The field lined up according to current series owner point standings and so on the front row we'll have the top two drivers in the current championship rundown Todd Bodine and Phil Parsons. Todd's got a pretty good track record here at Hickory. He started seven events here in his NASCAR Busch Series career. He's finished in the top ten five of those times and he comes into the race seeking his first victory thus far this season. Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee is alongside today's Bush Pole starter Todd Bodine. Well there's no question about it. He's got the best starting position to be at Hickory Motor Speedway. I'll guarantee you that. Not a lot of practice. You did have a practice this morning Todd. And I understand you made some changes. Yeah we made some changes. Uh, kind of an educated guess. We did a couple things in that practice that helped us and uh, most of what we did didn't really work, so we kind of went to the things that worked a little bit and, and went a little more with them. Uh, the car wasn't too bad. We ran on old tires the whole practice, so to try to get it set up for the long run. And Stanley Pontiac was pretty quick. It was, you know, it's kind of hard to say on these old tires what it was doing, but um, I think we're pretty decent. Uh, if we can just stick around the front to uh, be around at the end, that's what we got to do here at Hickory. You know, starting up front is the best place to be to keep the Stanley Pontiac out of trouble, so uh, we're going to try to stay up here. What kind of setup, what does a driver do not want to happen to a car here at Hickory? What, can you handle it loose or some car is tight? It looks to me like the, if a car is tight, it's really tough here at Hickory. Exactly. Uh, if the car is too tight, it just don't turn in the middle, and then you can't get up off the corner good, and, and nine times out of ten, somebody's going to drive underneath you and pass you. So you really got to get the car turning well, uh, get it up off the corner well, and, and uh, you know, that's, what, that's the key here. And, uh, we were doing pretty good at that this morning and, and keeping it on the bottom, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see. Todd Bodon, he's the pole winner on point standings this week, but it's a good place to start here at Hickory. On the outside of row number one is Phil Parsons, who probably has a longer relationship with his racetrack than anyone in the field here today. His uh, years here at Hickory Motor Speedway date back before the Bush Series was formed in its present uh, form anyway, before 1982 when it was the old late model sportsman series. He's off to a great start here in 1997 with six of the season's top uh, first races finishing in the top ten. Winston Kelly of Rock Hill, South Carolina, is with the outside front row starter. And he told us just a couple of weeks ago that one of the things that he'd like to be in a position to weeks down the road when we go to Homestead is be in a position to race for the championship. Phil talked about a few weeks ago that you want to be in a position to race for the championship when we get down to the end of the season. That consistency you've had this year puts you in that position, but how do you balance the need to run up front and the need to be cautious and not lose a lot of points that can happen real quickly at a place like Hickory? Yeah, we need to, you know, we need to do the best we can each and every week. We, we, we try to win races every week. You know, if, if fifth's the best we can come out with, or third, or eighth, or seventh, that's we've got to take that and go home and try to get better. But, uh, you know, this Hickory here, anything can happen here. We finished 20th here last year. Uh, we got had a problem, got black flagged, and had to come in under green. But uh, we've got a real good car. The Channel Lock cars, you know, the Channel Lock crew's doing a super job. And hopefully we'll, uh, 
we get towards the end of 300 laps, it'll just be like a philosophy for the whole year. We'll be in a position to maybe win the race. Did you make many changes after the practice this morning? Just one, I think one little minor change is all we made after the practice. The car seemed to be pretty good this morning. One of the most consistent drivers on the circuit thus far this year, Phil Parsons rolls off second. Starting third today, Randy LaJoy, last year's NASCAR Busch Series champion. Randy winning his second event of six tries in 97 a week ago at Darlington and taking the Diamond Hill Plywood 200. Randy kind of fortunate that qualifying was rained out yesterday because in the very first laps of practice, his car lost an engine, and they spent most of the practice session after that, what would have been the practice time, trying to replace the motor in that car. Instead, by lining up on championship standings, Randy's going to roll off third today. Let's go back to Jim Phillips. Well, Randy, a lot of guys uh, probably wanted to take time yesterday and have the time trials, but you were in an unfortunate position, so the rain, I guess, was, in your mind, a true blessing. Absolutely. I'm not much of a qualifier, and uh, we blew up yesterday on a second lap, so we didn't have no practice, and then we're going to have to qualify with, uh, with no laps on the racetrack. Uh, I don't qualify good when I have a lot of laps on the racetrack, so uh, this point situation, we're up here in third, and uh, the Chevrolet Monte Carlo sponsored by FINA. I don't have to pass a lot of cars, and if I keep these leaders in sight, we'll have some for the end of the day. How was your car in practice this morning? It was fine. I think we're okay. We made a couple changes. Uh, to free it up a little bit, uh, I think we'll be okay. The Bush Series champion Randy LaJoy rolls off third today. In a moment, we'll hear from some more of the starters getting ready to go today in race number seven of 30 for the NASCAR Bush Series in 1997. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. When you're looking for quality auto parts, shop O'Reilly Auto Parts. With thousands of parts and accessories in stock and online, you're sure to find what you need with quick in-store delivery for those hard-to-find parts and accessories. Shop your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or OReillyAuto.com. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. They've just fired the engines on the 31 cars in today's Galaxy Food Center's 300 here at Hickory, North Carolina. They'll sit and warm for just a moment before beginning three pace laps and then the green flag in today's events. Take a look at the starting lineup. Going from 31st today, Randy Porter in the Unifirst Uniforms Ford. Shane Hall has his Bama Food Chevrolet starting 30th. 29th is Mike Olson, the Little Tree Chevrolet 28th. Jason Jarrett in the Hudson Technology Ford. Starting 27th, Tim Bender, the Kraft Singles Cheese Chevrolet 26th is Joe Bessie in the Power Team Chevy. 25th is Johnny Chapman. He's driving the North Star Motorsports Ford with Jason Keller in the Slim Jim Meat Snacks Chevrolet going from 24th. 23rd is Tim Steele, the Phoenix Construction Chevrolet. 22nd, Stevie Reeves in the Big A Auto Parts Ford. And 21st, Jerry Robertson. He's in the MHCO USA Ford. Mike McLaughlin starts 20th. He's in the Royal Oak Charcoal Chevrolet. Kevin LePage going from 19th in the Hype Chevrolet. 18th is Glenn Allen in the Luxair Chevy. With Tracy Leslie starting 17th in the Lysol Pontiac. 16th starter Jeff Fuller in the Sunoco Chevrolet. Dennis Setzer goes 15th. He's in the Lance Snack Chevrolet. 14th starters Mike Dillon, the Detroit Gasket Chevy. With Steve Steve Park going 13th in the AC Delco Chevy. 
12 starters Greg Sachs in the Hunter Specialties Chevrolet with Elliott Sadler going 11th in the Diamond Ridge Chevrolet. Starting in the 10th spot today, Hermie Sadler, the DeWalt Industrial Tool Chevrolet. Ninth is Tim Fidewa in the Kleenex Chevy. Eighth is Mark Green, the Timberwolf Chevrolet, while Elton Sawyer has his Barbasol Ford starting in the seventh position. Sixth is Buckshot Jones, the Aquafresh Pontiac. Fifth, Dick Trickle in the Duralube Chevrolet. Fourth is Jeff Green, the Diamond Ridge Chevy. Third, Randy LaJoy, the defending series champion in the FINA Chevy. And on the front row, Phil Parsons of the Channel Lock Tool Chevrolet. Todd Bodine on the Bush Pole in the Stanley Works Pontiac. And again, the field set by virtue of car owner point standings back through the first uh, 28 positions and then the final three drivers getting into the field on the postmark date of their entry blank qualifying rained out yesterday here in Hickory though the bad weather has left us and it is a magnificent day for competition today. So 31 drivers in the field with 300 laps the distance again remember the new pit procedure going to be used here because of the tight confines of pit road wanting to ensure the safety of the crew members uh, in every way possible we'll see a caution flag at lap number 100 and the five laps after that, the five times around the racetrack the pace car runs will not be scored. Teams will come down pit road then to make their tire changes. Will come back onto the racetrack. They, they can't lose a lap under those five laps. They can stay on pit road all five laps if they want. Then they'll come back onto the speedway and restart in the order in which they took the caution flag at lap 100. And again, because uh, of the tight confines of pit road here at Hickory, that being done as a, a safety measure by NASCAR. This doesn't mean they can't come in at other times. If a caution comes out, they want to come down along the pit road they can although they can't take on tires unless they have a flat tire under the green flag conditions however they can come in and take on a tire but at a racetrack like this you don't want to do that you're probably going to lose three maybe even four laps in the process yeah at least so that is the scenario as far as the new pit procedure going to be used today here at hickory nascar implementing that in the interest of safety for the crewmen along pit road field now onto the racetrack after uh, pulling from their positions where they were lined up for the pre-race ceremonies backed up into the inside retaining wall that separates pit road from the racetrack now the field lined up in their double wide rows all the way around the speedway now just about from uh, bush pole leader Todd Bodine all the way back through Randy Porter at the tail end of the field about to come around complete the second of three pace laps that they will make uh, around this speedway before the green flag Hickory is a bull ring. No other way to describe it. About three-eighths of a mile around. 12-degree banking in turns one and two. 14 in turns three and four. Mike Bagley of Milford, Delaware, covering the back straightaway for us today. And Mike, uh, room to race. The big issue here. And the problem is, is that there is none. The drivers get very impatient here because a lot of times the guy with the fastest car gets pinched in behind a slower car, and that leads to impatience. Well, that's not the key to win here. The key to victory is to keep a cool head, and if you have to, use the fender to get the guy out of your way and get a position. We'll try to hang on here, watch all the action as the car is coming to turn three now. We're set for the start here at Hickory. Most certainly there will be a lot of contact off that second turn down the back straightaway and also when they try to pass coming off turn four. Pace truck now moves on to pit lane. We're ready for the start of the Galaxy Foods 300. Todd Bodine and Phil Parsons now begin to accelerate off the corner. Green flag. Bodine jumps out in front of Parsons who will now race LaJoy for second. LaJoy down low trying to open up the inside lane for the second spot. Phil Parsons has it. LaJoy digs down low but Parsons grabs the spot in Three. Jeff Green back in the fourth position tried to take a shot at Randy LaJoy in the race for third but now falls back in line single file. The first side-by-side -side race will be for fourth in turn one. Side -by 
Right side coming back into the turn. It's Dick Trickle down low. Jeff Green now squirts out into the fourth spot. Trickle gets fifth. Then it's side by side for sixth. Elton Sawyer there inside of Buckshot Jones, and they're double wide behind them. Some cars already beginning to bounce off each other in tight confines. The race still for sixth and two. Side by side again. Elton Sawyer down low. Buckshot Jones up high, stacking up behind them. Tim Fiedewa and Mark Green, but now Green falls in behind Fiedewa. And one car is broken loose off turn number three as we've got a change for the second position. Randy DeJoy grabs the spot. Randy Porter spun all by himself over in turn number two. Still hugs the inside of the racetrack. We're waiting to see if a caution will come out. They're going to try to let him get it refired. Also involved in that was Tim Bender's machine. The craft car sitting down in the apron in turn number two. He has lost a lap. Now has gotten it fired. But the whole pack has gone by Bender, so he is down early in the race. Fields off two. Todd Bodine is the leader. He's broken away from second spot. Randy LaJoy then is stacking up from third place on back. Single file back to about the eighth position. That's where Hermie Sadler's on the inside of Buckshot Jones. They're side by side, crossing the start finish line and now continuing into turn one. Again, double wide coming into the turn, but the battles for the third spot. Jeff Green opens the inside lane, gets under Phil Parsons in three. Parsons' car not sticking to the bottom of the racetrack in the first several laps of the event. He lost second to LaJoy a few laps ago. He oh, trouble up in turn number three. Johnny Chapman, also Shane Hall involved, also Jerry Richardson. Now Shane Hall's cars come to rest in turn four, but he refires and drives away. Field comes around his outside and will put Shane Hall a lap down. Everybody else has gotten away and stayed on the lead lap. We were talking about Phil Parsons. He did lose third to Jeff Green. He's lost fourth to Dick Trickle. And he's stuck in the outside lane. Elton Sawyer's there trying to put a move on him, but Parsons snaps his Chevrolet back in line. Elton Sawyer follows him to four. This is the race for the six positions. Phil Parsons has it and is trying to hold on to it. Elton Sawyer trying to root his Ford down to the inside of the track and make the pass. Let's see if he can do it off turn two. I'll try to open up the inside lane off of turn two and down the back stretch. Sawyer has a better up alongside Parsons at four. Bill washing wide in the middle of three and four. Here comes Elton Sawyer. Can't quite hook it up down low. They bump a little bit as Parsons tries to slam the door in one. This again is the battle for the sixth position in turn two. Sawyer down low. Parsons up high. Now Sawyer is there in three. Still going on side by side with Elton Sawyer getting a little bit better bite this time. Up off turn number four. He's got the nose of his Ford out in front. He'll get the position going into turn number two. Meanwhile, Tim Fita was trying to see what lane is going to open up and it'll be down to the inside. Sawyer grabs the spot. Now racing for seventh with Fiedema down low. Bill still trapped. Trouble up in turn three. Buckshot Jones and Mike Dillon make contact. Both get sideways, but straighten it out all before. Everybody keeps going. Contact will be the story of the day today. They'll be bouncing off each other all day long as they race for positions here on the tight Hickory three-eighths of a mile. Todd Bodine leads across the stripe now. He has led since the drop of the green flag. Bodine has about ten car lengths on Randy LaJoy. LaJoy trying to get around the lap car of Tim Bender. LaJoy down low. Opens up that inside lane. Now Bender will give way to LaJoy. Jeff Green, the third place car, now pulls in behind Tim Bender, trying to clear that car so he can catch the front two. Further back, Dick Trickle also having some trouble getting by Shane Hall. He's finally cleared that car and starts now trying to chase down Jeff Green. Dick Trickle now after clearing the lap car of Shane Hall will leave Elton Sawyer, the next car to encounter the lap traffic. Here again, the race leader coming across the start-finish line. Todd Bodine has cleared himself of all the lap traffic. Randy LaJoy in the second spot now getting away from the traffic. Kind of drawing in on the race leader as they go back into turn number three. Jeff Green, meanwhile, the third place car, still having a hard time getting by Tim Bender. The groove here coming up off the corner is down at the inside. No matter if you're a lapped vehicle or on the lead lap, you want to run there. Let's see what he can do off turn two. Green looks down to the inside, trying to get up alongside Tim Bender. Bender making his car awfully wide, holding up Jeff Green for now. 
Working their way up off of turn number four, down to complete the 16th lap of the race. Randy LaJoy reeling in the leader, Todd Bodine, making up quite a bit of the ground. He was down a few laps ago. One car length separates the front two in turn three. The second place, Randy LaJoy now closes in even further on Todd Bodine. Here they come off turn number four, trying to make the pass, but for now they'll stay in line, single file. Stacking up further back in the field, we saw him three wide that last time off turn two. This is back for about the 10th or 11th position. Jeff Fuller and Dennis Setzer going at it there. Dennis Setzer now down low, trying to hold on and hold off. Jeff Fuller stacking up behind them even more. Mike Dillon, then Glenn Allen and Mike McLaughlin are side by side. Let's check up front now though. Randy LeJoy going after the lead. Dives for the bottom off of turn number two. Gets up alongside. Chevy and Pontiac side by side for the lead. LeJoy really handling well in the turns. He just bypassed Todd Bodine easily between turns three and four. So our second leader of the race, Randy LeJoy takes over. Let's see if Todd Bodine can come back at him. No, nope, not for now. We'll have to fall in line. About a car length separate the front two back in three. About to complete 20 laps of 300 in the event. Let's sort out the front of the field. Randy LeJoy leads. Todd Bodine second. Jeff Green is third. Dick Trickle is fourth. Elton Sawyer is fifth. Sixth is Tim Fidoa. You've got Mark Green in seventh. Phil Parsons eighth. Hermie Sadler is ninth. And Elliot Sadler runs tenth. We continue under Green early in the Galaxy Food Center's 300 in Hickory, North Carolina. Todd Bodine led the first 18 laps. Randy LeJoy moved around him. And since lap 19, now to lap 25, he's opened up about a one-second advantage over Bodine. Jeff Trouble Green. off of turn number two. Johnny Chapman spins right in front of Greg Sachs. Greg Sachs making contact with Johnny Chapman. Now Chapman refires his car. Also stacked up in that. Mike Olson had to jump on the binders. Both Sachs and Olson making contact with Chapman off turn two. Old Olsen and Sachs will lose a lap as race leader Randy LeJoy went by him. Johnny Chapman will also lose a lap. We're under caution for the first time in the Galaxy Food Center's 300 at lap 27. From the Hickory Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. He is the envy of the racing world. I assumed that Ryan, Bubba, and Chase were all busy, and I was the next in the pecking order. <laughs> she goes way back. When did you meet? Seventh grade, uh, sixth grade? No, ninth grade. That was a minute ago. And he just wants to be friends. Are we friends? No. It's the Sunday Money Podcast. Join Corey LaJoy, Daryl Mott, and Lauren Fox as they detail what it's like to live the racing lifestyle both on and off the track. Download and subscribe to Sunday Money on iTunes, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. It's butts and nuts jammed in there. Back in Hickory, North Carolina, we're under the caution for the first time in the Galaxy Food Center's 300. Greg Sachs, uh, Mike Olson, and also Johnny Chapman got tangled up off of turn number two. All three drivers losing a lap when the leaders came by them while they were sitting in the racetrack at that point. Only a couple of stops under this caution flag. Remember, teams can come down pit road, make chassis adjustments and that kind of thing. Not allowed to change tires, though. But we do see a couple of drivers on pit road, Joe Bessie and Randy Porter, making stops early on in the going. Also keeping a close watch on the car of Mike Dillon. A little bit of smoke pouring out of the rear of that car as he exited uh, turn. 
turn two a couple of laps ago. We'll keep a close watch on that situation. Again, only one caution so far, although we've had several opportunities for cautions in the early going. We expected a, a contact-filled race today. We've certainly had that because of several spins, near misses for cautions, I guess you'd call them. A few cars that are not up to speed with the race leaders are mixed in and among the top ten. That's caused some close moments for some of the drivers on the lead lap trying to get by and make passes for the drivers they are competing against. Later on in today's broadcast, Joe and I will pick the Kraft Singles Craftiest Driver of the Race Award winner, Kraft Singles American Cheese, awarding $500 to a special charity in that driver's name. We continue under the caution flag. Unfortunately, Kraft's driver, uh, Tim Bender, was one involved in an early spin who has gone down a lap, his car getting spun off of turn number two, coming to rest on the grass apron of the racetrack there, and the field coming by him before he was able to get back onto the racetrack and get back up to speed. So Bender is a lap down, also going a lap down early. Greg Sachs, Mike Olson, uh, Shane Hall, and Johnny Chapman, all of those drivers uh, no longer on the lead lap. Everybody else is in the same lap with the race leader. Matter of fact, Greg Sachs came down along the pit lane twice. Winston Kelly, what's the story on his car? Well, I'll tell you, old habits are hard to break. The crew immediately went to the right side of the car, knowing that Sachs may have flat spotted the tires. Then they noticed that neither one of the tires were down on the right side, so they couldn't change them. So they just could put a round of wedge in the car, sent him back on the track, then he came back down pit road. They checked the towing on the car and put another round of wedge in the car. Joe Bessie was also on pit road. Johnny Chapman came down pit road as well. He's making another appearance here. A little bit of damage to the right front of the car, peeled back some of the front bumper section, and a good bit of damage to the left side of the car, just behind the left front fender well, where that's been pushed in. So several pit stops here, but nothing of major significance. Cleanup work continues from the first caution of today's Galaxy Food Center's 300. Take a minute and swing around some of the other happenings in the world of NASCAR racing that are happening, as a matter of fact, today. A little bit later on this evening, the Myrtle Beach Speedway opens its NASCAR Winston Racing Series season for 1997 with the running of the Renegade 150 for the NASCAR late model stock cars. Green flag there, 7.30 tonight, local time in Myrtle Beach if you're in that area. Also later today, out west, the NASCAR Featherlight Southwest Tour running at the Cajon Speedway in El Cajon, California. 100 lapper there at 7.15 Pacific time tonight. And the NASCAR Rebco Northwest Tour opening its 1997 campaign at Evergreen Speedway in Monroe, Washington at 7 p.m. Pacific time. That comes on uh, later tonight. So some of the upcoming NASCAR racing events perhaps happening near you that you may wish to take in this evening. Talk about the situation with Mike Dillon. He is now coming down along the pit lane. We did see some smoke from the rear of that car. They're going to work on the right side of Dillon's Detroit gasket machine. Let's see if Winston Kelly has the story there. Well, they do have the car cranked up and pulled a little bit of sheet metal away from the right front of the Detroit gasket Chevrolet. They're hoping that it's just a little bit of a tire rub that they were able to pull off. Didn't Don't see any fluid or anything from where he came by and stopped. So good news for Mike Dillon. They just pulled some sheet metal from the right side of the car. Good possibility. That was the cause of the smoke we saw when the car set down on the tire going to the corner. A little bit of sheet metal rubbing against the tire. They're continuing this cleanup process. I guess a good bit of uh, dirt and debris was washed up onto the racetrack from over in turn two from that crash back on uh, lap 26 when uh, Johnny Chapman spun over there. But uh, looks like the officials just about have uh, cleared it all up, so we should be close to going back to green. Next weekend, our Motor Racing Network's next broadcast, rather, will come to you from the Bristol Motor Speedway two weeks from uh, today and yesterday, as a matter of fact. Bush Pole qualifying on Friday afternoon. 
2.50 Eastern Time. That comes up on Friday, April the 11th. Two weeks from today, we'll have the Moore's 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series for the world's fastest half mile. Tickets available for that event. Green flag a little bit after 2 o'clock Eastern. Our broadcast is at 1.45 that day. Then two weeks from tomorrow, the Food City 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at Bristol, 12.45 Eastern Time. Make your ticket plans to join us there for that great NASCAR Bush Series event. Two weeks from today, it's always a lot of fun when the Bush Series cars get turned loose at Bristol's high banks. Getting ready to go back to the green flag. We're about a quarter a lap away from it. A double file restart with Randy LaJoy showing the way. Todd Bodine is second. Jeff Green third. Dick Trickle fourth. And Elton Sawyer rides fifth. Here they come off turn four to the start finish line. Green flag is out. There's Randy LaJoy trying to get by the lap car on the outside off turn two. Leaders down low. Lap cars up high. Now a lap car leaving pit lane. Johnny Chapman will box Randy LaJoy in behind the lap car of Shane Hall. So Shane Hall will get back on the tail end of the lead lap and hope for a quick caution if he can. Meantime, those on the lead lap trying to maneuver around Johnny Chapman's slower machine in one. Here's Randy LaJoy trying to get by Shane Hall. He's got Todd Bodine, also Jeff Green, Dick Trickle, Elton Sawyer all following their way through. That's a race going on now for about the third spot. Dick Trickle trying to hold off Elton Sawyer. Sawyer trying to get the run at him off turn four. He'll settle back in behind him and go single file off two. Sawyer tries to open up the inside lane and grab the fourth spot away from Dick Trickle. Had it there for a moment, but Trickle snaps his car in line. Trickle washing a little bit wide when he jumps on the throttle off four, but not enough room for Elton Sawyer to try and zip up underneath him. They'll go single file back through two. Randy LaJoy is the race leader. Todd Bodine second. Jeff Green third. About three car lengths. Two car lengths back to Dick Trickle in fourth. Then Elton Sawyer in fifth. Those cars bunched up tightly further back in the field. A lot of side-by-side -side racing. Mike McLaughlin and Tim Steele working around on the outside of the lap car of Johnny Chapman. That's holding up Jeff Fuller momentarily. They're going to be forced to go three wide off turn two. And they fall in line now. Fuller trying to squeeze around the outside of Johnny Chapman. Taylor goes by on the outside. Now Fuller tries to go three wide again off four. Still boxed in. Kevin LePage is now up to his outside. Now he's going to squeeze up in line between LePage and Tracy Leslie. The good race now happening for second. Jeff Green poked a fender up underneath Todd Bodine for a moment entering turn three. Didn't have enough room. Fell back in line single file. Now he looks outside in one and two. Tries to open up the outside lane. Coming into the turn. Nothing is there either. Green has to fall in and keep the third spot for now. Coming around to complete lap number 44. Randy DeJoy with about a two car length lead on this ongoing battle for the second spot. Again, Todd Bodine busily trying to hold off Jeff Green. His yellow Pontiac holding off Jeff Green's white Chevrolet. Now here's Green. Dives for the bottom in turn three. Green will grab the second spot in four. Bodine sees the inevitable, tries to let Green get past him and then get back down in line before Dick Trickle can open up the lane and start the freight train, if you will, underneath him. He succeeds in doing that. This is the battle for the third spot coming into turn three. Bodine has it. Trickle wants it. They're nose to tail in four. Stacked up behind Todd Bodine from third, fourth, fifth, and sixth positions. First, you got Dick Trickle knocking to the door. Here he is dropping to the inside of Todd Bodine in turn one. Pokes his nose down on the inside. This is the race for third. Ford and Pontiac. The Ford of Trickle now low. Gets a fender out in front of Bodine's Pontiac in three. Bodine trying to hang with him on the outside, but Trickle will bypass him off the corner. Now Todd going to try and slam the door before Elton Sawyer gets up underneath him, and Sawyer has the fender there. Bodine tries to squeeze down in line, but can't do it. Sawyer's there. Now pokes his nose up alongside Bodine. This is the battle for fourth. The toughest thing in the world to do is try to pull back down on that inside lane when you're trapped up high. That's where Todd Bodine is here. It's going to cost him another spot, maybe two. Off turn two as Elton Sawyer clears him. And now Tim Fidewa goes after him. Now Fidewa tries to freight train Bodine coming into turn three. Fidewa will grab spot. Bodine falls in line behind Fidewa. Tell you somebody not having a good run early in the going is Hermie Sadler. Started this race in the 10th position. He has just gone way off the pace in turns three and four. Now Johnny Chapman spins at the back of the field. Here come the leaders. 
Chapman stops in the middle of the racetrack. The caution waves as Randy LaJoy comes to the stripe, and we will see the yellow flag for the second time in the Galaxy Foods 300. Was just about to say how Hermie Sadler had dropped back to 20th. Then his car really checked up on him, almost got away from him in the middle of three and four. He fell back almost to 26th position when that caution happened. So Hermie's hopes of having a uh, third consecutive top two finish here today, not looking too terribly promising in the early going. Also a quick note, Shane Hall got back around on the tail end of the lead lap when the caution came out, so he is now back in the thick of things. And we're under the yellow for the second time at lap 50. Under caution for the second time when Johnny Chapman spun in turns three and four. We were talking about Hermie Sadler having problems. Jim Phillips, we just found out what they were. The right front tire was down on Hermie Sadler's car, but he's got more problems than that, Alan. The temperature gauge on the water says 250, so it's getting uh, above what it needs to be here at Hickory. So they came in right now. They're in squirting water in the grill section of Hermie Sadler's car. Greg Sachs also making a stop. Mike Dillon, they come in to check out his situation once again. Here's Glenn Allen Jr. coming into his pit position also for a stop under this caution. They're going under the hood of his car, so pretty serious problem for Glenn Allen Jr. From the Hickory Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering many of the best-known trucks on the road. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies in components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Hi folks, Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby, yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. At Hickory Motor Speedway, green flag, the restart at lap 55 now. Randy LaJoy with Tim Bender, the lap car that was outside off of turn two. LaJoy clears the lap traffic, brings Jeff Green along with him. Now Dick Trickle in third, sweeps to the inside of Tim Bender to clear the lap traffic. Bender now tries to jump down in line in front of Elton Sawyer, the fourth place runner, does momentarily. Sawyer now goes after him as they trail off into turn number one. Up front, though, LaJoy, Jeff Green, and Dick Trickle have all gone by the lap cars. And Jeff Green has poured all the steam on race leader Randy LaJoy, about a half car length bump of LaJoy. Back bumper. Let's update a couple things. Glenn Allen had the Luxair car on pit road during this caution we told you about. He has lost a lap. He was penalized a lap for pulling up to pit. So now Glenn will be shown two laps down in the race. Hermie Sadler has rejoined the field at the tail end of the line. He is still on the lead lap, but his car with that overheating condition we told you about a few moments ago. Chase for the lead is on in one. Randy LaJoy trying to hold off a challenge from Jeff Green. Jeff Green is there knocking on the door off of turn number two. Looks down low in three. LaJoy will not let him by. Green right 
behind the race leader, Randy DeJoy, coming back off the turn, and Dick Trickle's not out of this picture either. He's about two car lengths behind them, so a three-way battle for the lead off turn two. Single file for now, Randy DeJoy up front, get a whole lot of pressure from Jeff Green, then it's a car length back to Dick Trickle in third. A few more car lengths back to Elton Sawyer and Tim Fidoa in fourth and fifth. Todd Bodine, the pole sitter and early leader, is in sixth, with Mark Green seventh, Phil Parsons eighth, Elliott Sadler ninth, and now Steve Park tenth. They work off two. Single file among the top three, back in the turn number three, traffic really stacking up for about six on back. The lap car of Tim Benner is holding up Bill Parsons, Elliot Sadler, and others off of four. It's quite a traffic jam oh, going no, on there. Oh, no, turn three. Joe Bessie slides around right in front of Hermie Sadler and Glenn Allen. Bessie's car lengths broadside of the racetrack. The race leaders dive down to his bottom to avoid Joe Bessie. Bessie sitting up on the high side of the racetrack as the field comes roaring by, and now we get the signal. The caution flag will be displayed for the third time this afternoon. Bessie looked like Mike Bagley was hugging the inside of the racetrack going into turn three, and it just broke loose, maybe hanging those left side tires off the asphalt there. Yeah, he was, and he picked up some debris because the left rear tire of his car is flat. The car spun around, didn't make any contact with the wall or any other cars, but a scary moment for Hermie Sadler happened directly in front of him in turn three. And Joe Bessie takes his car directly to pit road to have some service done by his crew. Take a minute, remind you that today's broadcast of the Galaxy Foods 300 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Hickory Motor Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. Joe Bessie rejoining the speedway now, but a lap down after being bypassed by the leaders, sitting up in turn three when he spun with that flat tire that Mike Bagley uh, documented just a moment ago. So Bessie with the uh, new rubber on his machine back onto the racetrack and uh, unfortunately going to be a couple of laps down to the race leader. A couple of guys continuing to have problems. We told you about Hermie Sadler's problems overheating. Similar situation from Mike Dillon. They thought maybe the smoke coming off that uh, car was from a fender rubbing. Now he's got a right rear tire cut down. Mike Dillon having to make, I believe this would be his third stop on the pit lane. Mike Olson also in out of the other end of pit road. They're going up under the hood on that car. And of course we told you about uh, the uh, Glenn Allen car earlier. They went up under the hood and of course he had a penalty as well that put him out of the game a bit. So a couple of uh, guys in the early goings here, only 64 laps into the 300 lap race, having some uh, unforeseen problems. At this point, under caution for the third time in the event, let's set the field for you now as they stand. Randy LaJoy, the race leader, with Jeff Green in second, Dick Trickle third, Elton Sawyer fourth, and Tim Fidoa fifth, Todd Bodine is sixth, Mark Green is seventh, Phil Parsons running in the eighth spot, ninth is uh, Elliot Sadler, and Steve Park is tenth. 11th is Buckshot Jones, 12th is Dennis Setzer, Mike McLaughlin is 13th, Tim Steele 14th, and Jason Keller, after starting 24th, is up now to 15th position. You've got Tracy Leslie in 16th, Kevin LePage 17th, Jeff Fuller 18th, Stevie Reeves 19th, and Randy Porter in 20th. 21st is Jerry Robertson, 22nd is Shane Hall, Jason Jarrett is 23rd, 24th is Hermie Sadler, and Mike Dillon is in 25th position, the last car on the lead lap. Out of the 31 starters, we show Tim Bender in 26th, the lap down, with 27th position being held by Greg Sachs. Johnny Chapman would be in 28th position, and looking back on through the field now, 29th position should be uh, Glenn Allen, and 30th would be Joe Bessie. 
Later on in today's Galaxy Food 300 broadcast, the MRN radio broadcasters will be selecting the Luxair Cool Move of the Race Award. The driver who receives the most nominations for making the coolest move during today's race will receive $500 from Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. Field getting the signal now as they come to the start-finish line. One more lap. We will go back. Green flag racing. Randy LaJoy at the head of the stack, having led from lap 19 now to lap 67. Been a pretty strong season for LaJoy to this point. He has led more miles and more laps than any other NASCAR Bush Series regular thus far in 1997. We slipped Mark Martin out of the air because Mark has led more miles and laps than anybody. But of the series regulars, LaJoy has been the man who's been out in front more than any other. And of course, he has those two big wins to show for his efforts at Daytona to open the season and at Darlington one week ago. Got a long ways to go here this afternoon at the Hickory Motor Speedway to see if maybe he can make it win number three for the 97 season after already winning at uh, Daytona to start the year off. Then later on in the season, hoping to go here again as a green flag comes out. Randy LaJoy sees it, fires it off turn number four down into turn one right on his heels though Jeff Green trying to get it close enough to make a move front two clear the lap traffic off of turn number two now Dick Trickle slides to the inside of Tim Better to clear the lap car big log jam cars bouncing back and forth somebody checked up in traffic there Todd Bodine get into the back of Tim Fidoa Mark Green get into the back of Bodine everybody gets away okay and they're off too meanwhile the chase is for the lead Jeff Green in second took a look off of turn number two a half a car length separate the front two and four here they come single file off turn four Randy Lodge Joy and Jeff Green. They've got about two car links over Dick Trickle. Heavy action is back for about the third and fourth spot. That's where Elton Sawyer and Tim Fito are fighting the lap traffic. Yeah, trying to fight off Greg Sachs. Sachs is directly in front of Elton Sawyer. Tim Fito and then the left car of Tim Bender. Then Johnny Chapman. It is a log jam off of four. Chapman is to the outside of Todd Bodine, who is on the lead lap, working in that group there. Race for position looks like it's going to be from uh, Elton Sawyer and Tim Fitoa on back at the front of the field right now. Things are pretty steady in line. LaJoy with about a car length and a half lead over LaJoy. And they've got about two or three car lengths back to Dick Trickle, the third place runner. Dick Trickle now falling into the third spot behind them. A lap car of Greg Sachs holding up fourth place Elton Sawyer. Sawyer looks outside. Nothing's there. He'll get back in line. Keep it a close watch on Todd Bodine, who started on the Bush pole this afternoon. He has fallen way back, almost to the rear of the front ten. Obviously having some handling problems. The way he's going to the turns, Alan, he's really kind of sawing on the steering wheel and bouncing off some of the lap cars when he tries to make the pass. But for now, Bodine holds on to his spot. Looks like in about the seventh position. Now trying to get by the lap car of Johnny Chapman. Up front, LaJoy leads off turn two. Slowly but surely, LaJoy trying to pull away. If you can call one car length slowly, he does have some breathing room in four. Talked about Todd Bodine kind of sawing on the wheel. He's far from alone. A lot of guys out there right now, remember, they don't have much practice, did not have much practice before they started the race. A lot of guys out there who'd like to make some adjustments on their chassis before too long in this event. Again, the change in pit procedure here today. Just joining us, these drivers will not be allowed to change tires unless it is flat on the rim, except at lap 100 and lap 200. And the caution will be thrown, so instead of maybe getting a caution now at lap 75, 76 and stopping to try and work on the handling of your car, what you need to do is kind of ride it out till we get to that lap 100 point. Let's go to pit road. And that's what Todd Bodine's going to have to do, Alan. His car is loose right now, meaning the rear end wants to come around on him, but they'll try to loose or tighten his car up on lap 100. Caution flag and a wave now as one car gets into the wall in the middle of one and two. Johnny Chapman tangled with Tim Bender. The result is Bender gets backed into the wall in the middle of turns one and two, really wrinkling in the back end of the Kraft Singles machine. And we see the yellow flag for the fourth time in the Galaxy Food Center's 300 at lap 78. 
back at Hickory. We continue under caution now at lap 82 of 300. The yellow coming out when Tim Bender and Johnny Chaplin got together and Bender got into the wall in turns one and two. Randy LaJoy has had the race lead since lap 19. He took it from Todd Bodine, who led the first 18 trips around after starting on the pole. Most everybody is still on the lead lap in the event. Joe Bessie, Tim Bender, Greg Sachs, Mike Olson. Uh, also, Johnny Chapman and Glenn Allen no longer on the lead lap. Everybody else that started the event is still in contention. Tracing the progress of a couple of drivers we talked to in the pre-race. Uh, Dennis Setzer started back in the 15th spot. He's picked up a couple of positions since then, now riding in 13th. And also Jason Keller, who finished fourth in this race last year. He started 24th today. He's moved all the way up to the 15th position. And again, the crucial point in this race is going to be at lap 100 and 200, when after they've got a whole 100 laps underneath them to know what the car is doing or not doing, they can make the adjustments and hopefully compensate for that and, uh, and maybe move forward. The object at this stage of the race, though, is to stay on the lead lap, stay out of trouble until you can get in and make the adjustments, which you can uh, maybe reap the benefits from in the last part of the race. So the yellow flag continuing to wave while some oil is cleaned up around the speedway that was dropped from one of the cars uh, involved in that accident. We presume Tim Benders because uh, his was the one getting into the wall and suffering the worst of the damage. Randy LaJoy out in front of Jeff Green with Dick Trickle in third. Elton Sawyer in fourth and Tim Fito a fifth. You've got Todd Bodine in sixth. Seventh position is now Mark Green with Phil Parsons in eighth. Ninth is uh, Elliot Sather, Buckshot Jones. Now holding down the 10th position, Mike McLaughlin is up to the 11th spot. He started back in 20th with Dennis Setzer in 12th, Steve Park back to 13th, Jason Keller now all the way up to the 14th position, and Tim Steele hanging on to the 15th spot. Later on in today's Galaxy Foods 300 broadcast, the MRN Radio Pit reporters will be selecting the Wagner Brake Super Crew Award, the pit crew that receives the most nominations for teamwork and performance to advance their driver's position during today's race will receive $500 from Wagner Brakes. 85 laps complete. You know, another guy we need to probably uh, throw a call to is young Jason Jarrett making his first start here in NASCAR Busch Series competition. He started 28th today, and he's doing just what I was talking about a few moments ago, holding his own. He hasn't advanced a whole lot, still running about 28th, but he is on the lead lap. He stayed out of trouble, although there's some wheel marks on the side of his car, yeah, well, but he's doing probably what his dad, Dale Jarrett, told him to do. If you're on the racetrack, you're going to have yeah. some wheel marks on the car, but Jason, uh, of course, a couple of years of late model stock car experience here at this racetrack and making the move up to the NASCAR Busch Series today the way that his dad, Dale, did. Got his first NASCAR Busch Series start at this racetrack, if I'm not mistaken, and of course, uh, his grandfather, Ned, uh, former track champion here at Hickory uh, several years ago, and Jason uh, looking to run maybe about five events, if he can, in the NASCAR Busch Series this year. Dale feels he's up to that task and move him along slowly, and then they'll decide what they're going to do about next year, a little bit later on this year, after they see how these five events turn out, but so far it's still plenty early, but yeah, Jason doing a good job. He's on the lead lap. He's got all the fenders on the car. And uh, most importantly of all, when they didn't get the chance to qualify, he's in the race and he's getting the chance to go out and get 300 laps worth of experience today. Another third generation driver who failed to make the race because of that uh, qualifying problem, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now he has run before in Bush Series competition, but hoping to make a start here today. He, along with eight others, failed to make the race here at Hickory this afternoon. Getting ready for the restart about a half lap away, a double file restart with the lap cars on the outside. Lead lap made up of Randy LaJoy, Jeff Green, 
Dick Trickle, Elton Sawyer, and Tim Fidoa. That's the front five. Todd Bodine is sixth. Mark Green is seventh. Eighth is Phil Parsons. Ninth, Elliot Sadler. And Buckshot Jones is tenth. Greg Sachs going to try and get his lap back to the race leader now. He looks outside of him in one. LaJoy will be able to get by. Now second place, Jeff Green now up alongside Greg Sachs as the leaders plow through a cloud of speedy dry in turn three. Jeff Green dives down to the inside of Greg Sachs, the lapped car, to try to squeeze by and catch up with Randy LaJoy. Dick Trickle as well, rooting down to the inside of the racetrack, but Sachs is still there alongside off turn two. And banging coming off turn two. Dick Trickle in the third spot slides underneath Sachs. Now Elton Sawyer will try to do the same in turn four. Leaders try to work their way around the cars on the outside of them that are lapped down. Greg Sachs there. Glenn Allen is there. Johnny Chapman is there, mixed in and among the top ten. Greg Sachs stuck on the outside lane. Elton Sawyer down low. Elton running at the fourth spot. Sachs is not wanting to go easily. He's still there in turn four. Leaning on one another coming off turn two. Nearly making contact again in turn four. The fourth place man, Elton Sawyer, trying to clear himself of the lapped car of Greg Sachs. They continue off the second corner. Sawyer again down to the inside of Sachs. Sachs is there to his outside. Tim Fiedewood directly behind Elton Sawyer. Working their way off of turn number four. Down to the start finish line at lap 92 now. Still working inside of lap traffic is Elton Sawyer with Fiedewood behind. Meanwhile up front, Jeff Green in the second spot. Takes a stab at LaJoy off of turn two. It's not there, but Green is on the back bumper. Meanwhile, it's tightening up for the lead again as Jeff Green draws in on Randy LaJoy. Just a car length behind him, and Green already looking for a way to get by. He tries to open the inside lane. Joe coming off turn two. Not there, but Green is there on LaJoy's back bumper in four. Tries to give him a little nip in the back bumper or in the middle of three and four to let him know he's Oh, now trouble in turn three. Tim Steele slides. Curtis Markham checked that. Tracy Leslie slides as well. The two slide in unison down on the inside. Now the leaders try to come by them as they try to refire their machines. And try to get back going and across the start finish line before they get lapped. Tracy Leslie will do so and Tim Steele will do so. And a nice bit of sportsmanship there on the part of Randy LaJoy was going to beat Tim Steele to the stripe. Just kind of cracked the throttle just a bit to allow Steele to get past him to the stripe and stay on the lead lap in the, in the dog eat dog world of NASCAR racing. Pretty good bit of sportsmanship there. I'll say so. So Randy LaJoy continues to hold on to the top spot. And now for the two guys involved in the uh, spin, Tim Steele and Tracy Leslie, only to fall back in at the rear of the field. Remains to be seen if they'll come in and take advantage of this caution. We've completed 95 laps. That puts us now five laps away from the planned caution when the teams will come in for routine service to change tires, refuel, make adjustments to continue in the next segment of the race. Again, the total distance being 300 laps here this afternoon. So far, only two drivers out of the race. Tim Bender went out as a result of a crash early on. Mike Olson also out of the race. He had engine problems that eliminated him from competition. Others continuing to have problems out there. Hermie Sadler, although he hasn't been in recently, looks like the overheating problem has been solved on his car. And Glenn Allen continues. Both those cars, however, a number of laps down from the race leaders. Pit road closed now as the field comes by the opening of pit lane, so we'll remain under caution for a few more laps. And the field, in fact, going to get the signal one lap, and we'll go back racing now as they come to the start-finish line. So we'll have a very uh, quick two-lap sprint back around to the caution flag. Might be the opportunity that Greg Sachs is looking for as he'll go back up again to the outside of race leader Randy LaJoy if he can manage to uh, get the jump on LaJoy off the restart and beat him back around for two more laps. Uh, he'll see the caution flag and get his chance to get back into the hunt for the race win. Other lap cars falling in behind Greg Sachs. The Glen Allen machine. Also, Johnny Chapman is there. Joe Bessie pulls up now. 
behind Johnny Chapman. All those cars on the outside lane with leader Randy LaJoy waiting for the restart here this afternoon. Jeff Green, last couple of restarts, it's taken him a few laps to get up there and try to go after the lead. Let's see if maybe he can snap back into action a little quicker this time. Off turn four, across the stripe, they're back under the green flag. Here's Sachs working to the outside of Randy LaJoy, trying to unlap himself. Side by side, coming into turn two, and then Sachs has a fender out in front. Now LaJoy digs in down low, but Sachs will get his lap back in three. Sachs has the nose out in front now. LaJoy comes back to his inside. We come around to complete lap 99. The caution next time by Sachs clearly in front of LaJoy. Here's Glenn Allen going to try and get one of his laps back. Sachs trying to hang on and, and stay on the lead lap now. Glenn Allen trying to rally back to LaJoy's outside in four. Randy LaJoy is really boxed in here. He's got Greg Sachs in front of him. He's got Glenn Allen beside him. He's got Jeff Green behind him. Some tight racing going on. Once again, off turn two. That continues. Caution flag is waving as the leader has completed lap number 100. We'll wait and find out for sure if Glenn Allen was able to get the nose out in front of Randy LaJoy and uh, get one of his couple of laps back. But now the yellow flag waving at lap 100, the first of two planned stops for teams to take on tires here in this event at Hickory. We'll have five laps of caution that will not count toward the 300 total in this event for the next five trips around. Teams getting to come down pit road and take their tires without the pressures of competition upon them due to the uh, tight confines of pit road here at Hickory. We'll follow up on some stops. Get ready for the restart in a moment. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. If your vehicle isn't stopping like it used to or makes squealing noises when you brake, shop the Spring Brake Deal Savings Event at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, buy a set of Brake Best Select pads and a pair of rotors and get a $20 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Don't miss the Spring Brake Deals at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Back in Hickory, we are under caution for a planned tire stop. The yellow waving at lap number 100. Several teams taking advantage to make some rather lengthy stops. A follow-up there in a moment. Before we get back racing, though, I want to take a minute to talk with James Messer, who's the director of Galaxy Food Centers, sponsor of today's event here in Hickory. Glad to have you with us. I know Galaxy has been associated with uh, events here at Hickory for uh, a number of times. Where are Galaxy Food Centers? Where do folks find them? We have them in seven different states. Uh, they center in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia. Georgia, Tennessee, and most recently, Kentucky. This event for you, is this something that you have a lot of customers here at today, uh, the people that you do business with? Most all of our stores have come to attend, either store owners or employees from their stores. Also, majority of vendors that have helped us put on some activities over the weekend. They've all made a trip and come, so we've got a real good turnout today. And I know a lot of the various sponsors involved in NASCAR racing have been very active with your stores. Absolutely. The Bush people have been just outstanding to help us. Pepsi-Cola, uh, the list goes on and on. It'd take too long to name all of them that have been a big part of helping us pull this off. 
Mr. Mesher, we appreciate your involvement in this event here at Hickory today and in NASCAR racing in general. Appreciate you coming by. Thanks for a great day. On behalf of all the stores, we thank you for the opportunity in NASCAR and Hickory Motor Speedway and Pepsi. It's been a great deal for us, and we can't wait till next year. Thanks a lot. Thank you. James Messer, director of Galaxy Food Centers, here with us at Hickory today in the Galaxy Food Centers 300. It's about to get back underway. Field has been given the one-to-go signal. They're already working over it in turn four. We'll check down on pit road in a few moments. Several cars having overheating problems in the first third of this race. Randy LaJoy continues to show the way. Right behind him, Jeff Green, Dick Trickle, Elton Sawyer, and Tim Fidewa. They get at it, racing down into turn one. Randy LaJoy brings the field back into turn two. Jeff Green trying to take a look down to the inside of the race leader. Could not make the move, but they're nose to tail back in turn four. Nose to tail, they will stay as they come up off the corner. LaJoy gets a little wide off of four. Dart keeps underneath him, though, and he's able to hold off Jeff Green back to one and two. Jeff Green is there, though, not letting Randy LaJoy get away, and they also got Dick Trickle closing in from his rear flank in four. On the last few restarts, it took a few laps for Green to get up there and make his move. Now with fresh tires, of course, LaJoy has fresh tires as well, but Green being a little more aggressive in the early going. He's off turn two and on the backstretch. Almost pushing LaJoy down the back straightaway, looked inside, now gets back in line, now looks outside off the corner. For now, Randy LaJoy able to hold off Jeff Green's challenge for the lead. Now Green pokes the fender inside him. This time he's got a little running room in one. Side by side, coming into turn two with the fender up alongside. Green is there. They're side by side for the lead in four. Jeff Green working to the inside of Randy LeJoy, trying to take the top spot. Right now, dead even crossing the line. It would go to Randy LeJoy this time, but Green still on the attack in turn one. Almost leaning on each other, coming into turn two. They're mirroring each other down the backstretch. Now Green has a fender out in front. LeJoy's in the outside lane trying to rally back. Randy is still hanging tough this time as they come to the stripe, give it to Green by inches, but LaJoy draws back up alongside in one. This again is the battle for the lead. Dick Trickle in third, closing in, but it's Jeff Green down low, Randy LaJoy up high. Side by side for the lead, also side by side back for a fifth. That's where Todd Bodine and Elton Sawyer are going at it. Bodine makes the pass, grabs that spot, but still Jeff Green and Randy LaJoy racing for the top spot. White Chevrolet down low, blue Chevrolet up high, Green down low, beating and banging with Randy LaJoy. They're still side by side. It's a dead heat. Impressive. LaJoy staying right up along Side Jeff Green and in fact retaking the lead by a fender at the start finish line not giving up anything in that outside lane. Dick Trickle in third trying to wait and see which lane is going to open up for none for now none will but now LaJoy gets the advantage in four. LaJoy finally gets a good run that time off turn number two slings around to the outside of the racetrack and now Jeff Green is forced to fall back in line single file behind him it has though allowed Dick Trickle to close in and make it a three-way race. Dick Trickle now trying to close in on second place Jeff Green as they work off turn four. Jerry Robertson's car heading to pit road with a flat left rear tire on the machine just ahead of the leaders as they sweep by him. Now more traffic ahead of the leaders off two. Joe Bessie, Johnny Chapman, also Dennis Setzer now. The next challenge for the race leaders to face. Here they come now swinging wide to the outside of Joe Bessie who slows to enter the pit lane. The Joy holding on to the top spot but now beginning to close in on the tail end of the field with Jeff Green and uh, the uh, car of Dick Trickle right behind him. Now it's a four-way battle. Tim Fidua in the fourth spot closes in on third place. Dick Trickle in four. Fidua strongly running in the early part of the event. Now the front four having broken away from fifth place Todd Bodine by just a bit. Still LaJoy with Jeff Green right in his bumper. Single file closing in on the lap traffic. Randy LaJoy leading. Jeff Green second. Dick Trickle third. Tim Fiedel fourth and Todd Bodine fifth. Behind Bodine you've got Elton Sawyer now riding in sixth. Mark Green is in seventh. Phil Parsons eighth. 
Buckshot Jones ninth and tenth is Mike McLaughlin. Leader still tightly bunched on the back straightaway. Joe Bessie comes out of the pits. The lap car down to the inside. The race leaders have to go wide to get around Joe Bessie's car. While those lead cars continue to work traffic and run in line, let's get a follow-up report from the first set of pit stops. Jim Phillips, the lead cars in front of you pitting. Uh, major adjustments on any of them? Well, Todd Bodine made a significant adjustment. On, took two rounds of wedge out. Also, they put some wedge in. His car was loose. They put two rounds in and lowered the track bar on his car. Didn't see an adjustment on Randy LaJoy's car except for the tire stagger and all that. And not too many adjustments on Jeff Green's car. But oh, trouble off turn two. Hermie Sattler gets spun around. His car slides down to the inside, puts up a huge cloud of smoke. Everybody has to check up and go wide to get around Hermie Sattler. Hermie got a little tap from Jerry Robertson coming off turn two. Got him spun around. No caution is displayed. We told you a number of cars were overheating. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. And we had three of them on this end of pit road. Dennis Setzer, Kevin LePage, and Glenn Allen all overheating. Allen, we reported earlier on pit road, the temperature up to 270 degrees. It looked like mountains of Vesuvius down here as several cars. Now the leader spins off turn four. The Jeff leader Green. was Jeff Green, who had taken it away from Randy LaJoy after kind of moving LaJoy out of the groove. LaJoy gave Green a little tap back off four, but unfortunately for Green, the car went around on him. He has continued away without uh, giving up a lap. In fact, he's probably not fallen any farther back than fifth position. But we've had some rather physical racing among the leaders these last few laps around. We're at lap 118. Now LaJoy is back out in front. Field getting the signal one more lap. We go back. Green flag racing now. Motor Racing Network in Hickory, North Carolina with live coverage of the Galaxy Food Center's 300 for the NASCAR Bush Series. Alan Bestwick here with Joe Moore. Mike Bagley's on the backstretch. Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly are along pit road for us today. Todd Bodine led the first 18 laps. Then it was Randy LeJoy from lap 19 to lap 105. He and Jeff Green trading the lead four times in the next several laps around at that point. The latest coming when Green spun off turn four and LeJoy taking back over the the top spot now we come to the green flag again off of turn number four with Dick Trickle now the man challenging Randy LaJoy for the lead Jeff Green will restart back in the fifth position here they come to the line with LaJoy firing down into turn number one Dick Trickle now chasing him the man on the outside Jerry Robertson kind of fading away as the leaders make their pass off the back stretch front two clear the lap traffic Randy LaJoy and Dick Trickle now Tim Beatable gets up, up underneath Robertson off of four field working their way to the start finish line we'll mention that Dennis Setzer has uh, gone back to the back of the pack and in fact has lost a lap on pit road after pulling up to pit. He was held there a one lap penalty by NASCAR and Dennis shows back in 26th position. Randy LaJoy has squirted away from Dick Trickle, the second place driver, but Trickle's got his hands full trying to hold off uh, LaJoy's teammate, Tim Fidewa. Fidewa looks to the outside, coming into turn two. Nothing's there. Fidewa falls back in line and runs into third spot. Further back, Jeff Green, the fifth place man, pretty busy trying to get by Jerry Robertson's lapped car, also trying to hold up Elton Sawyer, the sixth place man, who's trying to gain position. That battle continues. Coming into turn two, Jeff Green slips a little, coming off the corner, almost opened up the inside lane for Elton Sawyer. Sawyer's on Green's back bumper, now off the corner. Looking a little bit farther back, the eighth place car, Phil Parsons, with the grill punched out on his machine in an earlier bump, appears to have some overheating problems of his own, some water being pushed out the back of his machine when he makes his way through the corners of the racetrack, so keep an eye on that. Phil currently second in the NASCAR Busch Series championship standings. Up front, LaJoy, Trickle, Fidewa, and now Todd Bodine, free of lap traffic for the moment. Randy LaJoy has some breathing room, about two car lengths between 
LaJoy and Dick Trickle in turn four. Here's that race for the fifth spot. Getting physical, Elton Sawyer and Jeff Green make contact in turn three. And Sawyer finally gets the opening down to the inside lane. He'll bypass, pick off the spot. Now Mark Green's going to try to come after his brother. Green pokes his nose down to the inside of Jeff Green in turn three. Green trying to squeeze down to the inside and get up alongside his brother. Remember when Jeff Green went sliding off turn four, may have flat spotted his tires and the car perhaps not handling as well as he'd like. I would assume his strategy for the next part of the race just to try and ride it out till we get to lap 200 and the next opportunity he'll have to change tires on that machine again under caution. We're at lap 132 now and for the moment things pretty well spread out among the front 10. I say spread out their single file anyway. Real good racing going on back for about the uh, 10th, 11th, 12th positions. That is where Phil Parsons in 8th, Buckshot Jones in 9th, Mike McLaughlin, Jason Keller, and Steve Park have all been going at it for the last couple laps around and farther behind them one car spins off of turn four Tim Steele then gets the nose of his machine collected by Stevie Reeves as he sits broadside across the racetrack and we'll see the yellow flag at lap number 134 for the eighth time in the event Tim Steele refires the car got it drove off but he did get uh, significant damage to the right side of the machine where he was impacted there by Stevie Reeves so the caution flag is out we talked a few moments ago about the guys who are having problems overheating this afternoon and they're so numerous we probably need to follow up on that and see what seems to be the problem Winston Kelly any idea why so many guys are having that problem here today well, there could be a no number of reasons, Joe. One of them is uh, with the tight racing here and getting into the back of other cars and pushing that grill section back. The car's not getting enough airflow into the uh, to the radiator section of the car. We talked about Kevin LePage's situation. We're going to, going to ch check with C.R. Miller on that situation, but they've got the pit board out as that car continues to overheat, as does his teammate, Dennis Setzer. So my speculation, Joe, would be just not enough airflow into the car. Jerry Robertson on pit road and Doug Taylor's forward. It's also overheating. And here comes Tim Steele with some significant damage to the front end of his machine after it was collected by Stevie Reeves when he spun off of turn number four. So James Finch's team with a lot of work to do on that machine if they're going to get Tim Steele back out onto the racetrack in any kind of shape to be able to uh, continue on and to have a decent finish. Set the field for you now at lap 136. Randy LaJoy, the leader. Dick Trickle is second. Tim Fito a third. Todd Bodine fourth. And Elton Sawyer fifth. Jeff Green is running sixth with Mark Green seventh. Buckshot Jones is eighth. Phil Parsons now back to ninth. And Mike McLaughlin tenth. Jason Keller's up to 11th. Steve Park is 12th. Randy Porter having an outstanding run. Started 31st. He's running 13th right now with Jeff Fuller 14th and Elliot Sadler 15th. 16th is Shane Hall who unlapped himself earlier. Seven 17th position belongs to Jason Jarrett, also having a good day. You've got Tracy Leslie in 18th, Glenn Allen now showing 19th and on the lead lap, and 20th would be Hermie Sadler. Mike Dillon is 21st, Stevie Reeves 22nd, Kevin LePage 23rd, Greg Sachs 24th, and Tim Steele would be 25th, and all of those cars would be on the lead lap. Couple of laps down, make it one lap down in uh, 26th would be Dennis Setzer. Joe Betsy is running in 27th, five laps down. Johnny Chapman is six, seven laps down now in 28th. Jerry Robertson is uh, along pit road. He is running nine laps down in 29th. Tim Bender and Mike Olson are out of the event in 30th and 31st positions. 
couple of other events going on next week. This NASCAR Bush Series moves on for their first run of the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas. Again, that's next Saturday at 1 p.m. The Grand American Late Model Dirt Series of NASCAR runs the Budweiser 50. That is next Saturday as well at the Crawford County Speedway in Denison, Iowa. The NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour runs the Icebreaker 97 at Thompson International Speedway in Thompson, Connecticut. That takes place next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, April the 6th at 3 p.m. And the NASCAR Goodies Dash Series next runs to the King Sport Speedway, the Fairway 125. That event on Friday night, April the 11th at 8 p.m. That event happening the weekend of the NASCAR Winston Cup and NASCAR Bush Series activities nearby at Bristol Motor Speedway. So if you're in the area for that event, why not check out the NASCAR Goodies Dash Series running over at the uh, High Bank Kingsport Speedway nearby. Set for the restart, green flag will wave at lap 139. And it is Randy LaJoy now with Johnny Chapman. The lap car to his outside as he jumps on the button, goes up through the gears. The green waving, LaJoy, Dick Trickle, and Tim Fidewa. The front three in turns one and two. LaJoy down low, clears himself on the lap traffic. Now Dick Trickle tries to squeeze down to the inside of the lap car of Johnny Chapman and bypass him in Tr turn four. Trickle racing up alongside Chapman now, finally clearing him off turn four. Tim Fidewa, the third place man. He'll be the next to go after Chapman. Fidoa down to the inside, trying to squeeze up alongside Chapman on the back stretch. He is there up alongside as Chapman is stuck in the outside lane. Here comes Tim Steele off pit road. He has finally lost a lap after repeated pit stops for repair to his machine after damage in the uh, accident that brought out the caution flag a few moments ago. LaJoy, two car lengths on Dick Trickle with about a car length on Tim Fidoa, then Todd Bodine and Elton Sawyer still working some lap traffic there. Jeff Green is next in line. Then you get back to Mark Green and Buckshot Jones racing for sixth and seventh spots, and they've got some traffic around them in two. Trying to clear it now down to the inside. Mark Green is trying to get around Dennis Setzer. Also, Joe Bessie in there as they try to work the inside lane around the lap cars. Setzer's boxed in behind Bessie, and you got Mark Green on the lead lap trying to work through all that traffic, squeezing down to the inside. A little bit of push there from Buckshot Jones, who's right behind him. Mark Green with a fender out in front of the lap car of Joe Bessie. Then Buckshot Jones directly ahead behind Mark Green as they work off the corner. Coming up off of turn number four and across the stripe, that whole pack of traffic there at lap 144, while the leaders pretty much out in front by himself, kind of on cruise control. Phil Parsons would be the machine on the lead lap in, and amongst that group we were talking about a moment ago. Now Trouble up in turn number three, Jason Jarrett slips. His car washes up the banking, slams it to the outside wall. Jason Jarrett still under power, drives away, but a scary moment for Jason Jarrett in turn three. He's got a flat right front tire, and now as he tries to get back around, the car skitters all the way up to the wall on him in turn one. The yellow flag is going to wave because Jason Jarrett can't get the car down low and out of the way. Yellow flag for the ninth time in the race after Jason Jarrett comes squirting out of the pack and into the wall in turns three and four, puts us under the yellow at lap 147. Back in Hickory, we're about a half a lap away from the restart because the halfway point of this race has come and gone under the caution flag. We'll race five green flag laps to decide who gets the Gatorade Front Runner Award. Halfway money, the $2,000 to be passed out by Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Green will come at lap 152, so at lap 157, the leader will collect the cash. Here we go. Leader right now, Randy LaJoy coming off turn four, down to the green flag. Dick Trickle behind him, 
Tim Fidoa writes third. Fourth is Tom Bodine. Fifth is Elton Sawyer. They're on the backstretch. Cars down low, and the lap cars are up high. Randy LaJoy clearing the lap traffic. Now Dick Trickle trying to do the same in turn four. Farther back, a little bit of uh, jamming and pushing and shoving between Jason Keller and Steve Park and Jeff Fuller off turn two. Everybody gets away okay. The leader's off two. Randy LaJoy with two car lengths. The advantage off Dick Trickle. Trickle had a problem coming off the corner. His car twitching. Now feeling some heat from Tim Fito in third. Fito finally clearing the lap car of Johnny Chapman, getting by, opening the inside lane for Todd Bodine, the fourth place car. Now he squeezes down the inside. All the while trying to hold off Elton Sawyer behind him. Traffic stacking up from third on back. Make that second on back. Dick Trickle running in the second spot, facing a challenge from Tim Fidoa. Two more laps around for Randy LaJoy to collect the halfway money. For now, he appears to have a fairly comfortable advantage over Dick Trickle in second. Now Dick Trickle's got company. Tim Fidoa took a look down to the inside, but Fidoa's car washed up the racetrack. Fidoa falling in line, trying to mount a charge for second spot. Here's Randy LaJoy crossing the stripe with one lap to go before the halfway money is paid, eight, paid out by Gatorade. He's off turn. Two. Randy LaJoy has a lot of breathing room now, making about three to four car lengths as Randy LaJoy comes back into turn three. Put $2,000 in the bank for Randy LaJoy and his team. He is the Gatorade Front Runner Award winner today, leading the fifth green flag lap after halfway here at Hickory because halfway came under the caution flag. We've completed 157 laps, 143 to go. In the event, it is Randy LaJoy, Dick Trickle, Tim Fidoa, Todd Bodine, and Elton Sawyer, the top five. Sawyer beginning to uh, get all over the back bumper of Bodine, trying to see if he can get the fourth spot away. Trying to open up the inside lane in turn two. His car slips, but now he gathers it back in. Tried to squeeze it down in turn three, but he couldn't get in there. Tries to sneak the nose of that Ford underneath. Todd Bodine coming off turn number four. Doesn't work. He'll follow him again. Back into turn one. Take a shot off turn two and see if he can pull up alongside. This again is the battle for the fourth spot and he doesn't have enough to make the move. He'll fall in behind Todd Bodine who runs in the fourth spot. Single file for now up off of turn number four. Farther back a challenge for the tenth spot. Jason Keller who started the race back in 24th position trying to take that spot away from Phil Parsons who started second. Opening up the inside lane is Jason Keller but only for a moment because Parsons yanks his Chevrolet back down in line in front of Keller. Jason Keller looking for the inside groove. Finally does see it this time off turn four but can he pull up alongside. Now entering turn one, he does draw even with Phil Parsons. Side by side, Keller now with the inside lane, opens it up, takes the spot. Now Parsons squeezes back in line behind Keller in front of the lap car of Jerry Robertson. Phil in the 11th spot and Jason Keller cracks the top 10 at lap 162 again after having started way back in the field and not having the aid of any pitch strategy to try and gain him some of that track position. A little farther toward the front, challenge for sixth position. The Green brothers going at it there. Jeff Green has sixth. His brother Mark Green tried to get it away. Had to fall back in line. Now the doors open again. Mark Green opens the inside lane in turn number two. Jeff Green goes wide in the corner. Now Jeff tries to squeeze down and close off Mark's advance at four. Mark sees the opening down on the inside. Jeff just can't slam the door this time, but Mark can't quite make the pass. They're still at it off turn two. Again, Mark Green down on the inside, trying to squeeze up underneath his brother Jeff in turn three. Jeff taking a wider line, holding Market Bay for now. Caution, Caution. in turn one as the uh, several cars get together. Mike Dillon, Kevin LePage, and Shane Hall all collide up against the outside retaining wall. Involved in that as well was uh, Glenn Allen Jr. as he's trailing some sheet metal, the whole back end of his car dragging as he continues around the racetrack. But the caution comes out for the 10th time this afternoon as three cars, actually four, get together in turn one. So the yellow flag waving and slowing the field once again and uh, putting a temporary halt to the rather spirited battle for position we were seeing between the brothers Green. At this point, it is Randy LaJoy's race. He has been out in front.
excellent for the most part since lap number 19. Although we gave it up a couple of laps to Jeff Green, it is LaJoy still in command at lap 166. At Hickory Motor Speedway with 100 laps to go. In today's Galaxy Food Center's 300, pit stops for all of the leaders now having been made under this caution flag. Let's get some reports. First to Jim Phillips. Well, Randy LaJoy did nothing but they put on four tires. Steve Bird and the crew, no adjustments that I could see from here. Todd Bodine, same thing. Big break for Phil Parsons, this new format, because he was able to try to correct an overheating problem. A chassis adjustment there. Jeff Green, a chassis adjustment, four tires. Dick Crickle, they added water to his car. They added water to Buckshot Jones's car. Four tires and gasoline for Elton Sawyer. Mark Green, the same there, and the same for Tim Fidewa on this end. Winston Kelly, pretty much routine at your end of pit road. Yes, the only thing a bit surprising is very few chassis adjustments in terms of wedge. Very few wrenches went in the back of the cars. They made those adjustments. They made them with air pressure. Several cars down here still overheating. We talked about those earlier. Add to the list that of Tracy Leslie. He's overheating a bit. On the Mike McLaughlin car, car that started 20th, he's been running up about 7th or 8th the last few laps. He puts some tape across the windshield. The sun's getting in his eyes, coming down the front straightaway. So other than that, pretty much routine service here on the, this end of pit road. The yeah, sun will begin to be a factor in the late going of this event. The angle of the sun, you're looking straight at it down the front straightaway, and then behind billboards and the scoreboard and things, circling turns one and two here. That end of the racetrack completely in the shadows now. So something for the uh, driver's eyes to adjust with as they go in and out of the corners. The rundown, Dick Trickle is the race leader. Randy LaJoy is second. Tim Fito a third. Elton Sawyer fourth. And Todd Bodine fifth. Buckshot Jones is sixth. Jeff Green seventh. Mike McLaughlin eighth. Jason Keller ninth. And Mark Green is tenth. Eleventh is Phil Parsons. Jeff Fuller's twelfth. Randy Porter from 31st to 13th. And a good day for the Universe team. Hermie Sadler is 14th now. Greg Sachs is 15th. Elliot Sadler 16th. Tracy Leslie is 17th. Mike Dillon running 18th. Steve Park 19th. And Stevie Reeves is the last car on the lead lap he is 20th. MRN Radio's next broadcast at the Bristol Motor Speedway on uh, the 11th of April. That is push-pole qualifying. That starts off our weekend there at Bristol Motor Speedway. Starting at 2.50 Eastern time on Friday, Saturday NASCAR Bush Series. The Moors 2.50 at 1.45 Eastern. Then on Sunday, the Food City 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. 12.45 Eastern time. That is the Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee. From there, we move on to Nashville, Tennessee on April 19th for the Bell South Mobility 320. April 26th, Birmingham 2.50. Well, the Birmingham 500K, that is, at Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama, and on May 10th at Loudoun, New Hampshire, for the Loudoun 200. Upcoming NASCAR Bush Series events you can join us at, and here now comes the final 100 laps of today's Galaxy Food Center's 300 at Hickory. Green flag now. Dick Trickle, Randy LeJoy, and Tim Fidewa to one. Out of Shane and into Sun come the leaders. Dick Trickle with a whole lot of pressure from Randy LeJoy. They're nose to tail, back and forth. And LeJoy's got plenty of pressure, too, right behind him. Tim Fidewa, Elton Sawyer, and Todd Bodine. Here's LeJoy trying to get room down on the inside, but can't quite make it stick there going into turn one. This is the battle for the lead off turn two. LeJoy sticks a fender up along. Side trickle, trickle shuts him down momentarily, but LaJoy's back on the attack in four. Trickle slides wide in three and four. LaJoy retakes the lead at lap 203. Here comes Tim Fidewa to challenge Trickle for second. Side by side for the second spot. Fidewa opens up the inside lane, squeezes out in front. He'll grab the second spot. Now Trickle gets heat from Elton Sawyer in third. Front five cars, nose to tail. LaJoy shows the way. Fidewa is second. Third is Trickle. Now they're side by side for fourth in turn two. Side by side coming into the turn. Elton Sawyer now in the 
fourth spot with heat from Todd Bodine. Sawyer hangs on with the spot, but Bodine is right there. Working their way off of turn number four. Bodine not able to make any move. He's running in fifth position. Elton Sawyer fourth. All this going on behind Randy LeJoy, Tim Fidewa, and Dick Trickle, the front three. Now the challenge for fourth is on. Todd Bodine opens the inside lane. Coming into turn three, he'll slide underneath and grab the fourth spot from Elton Sawyer. Up front, Randy LeJoy tries to stretch out his lead over Tim Fidewa. It's marked at maybe two car lengths, then two more car lengths. Back to Dick Trickle in third. Single file, Randy LeJoy with those two car lengths on Tim Fidewa. Traffic stacking up for fourth on back. Todd Bodine, Elton Sawyer, Buckshot, Jones, and others are there. Those cars all racing for position. Jeff Green trying to get a spot around. Buckshot Jones. Let's check on pit road. One quick note. I don't know Dick Trickle's car when he came in on that pit stop. The temperature was up to 260. They did get it down to 240 with some water, but they don't know whether to hold out or not. The Gia front hood of Trickle's car is pushed down over where the grill opening used to be. The hood on his car painted a bright red. The grill opening painted a black, kind of a mesh screen. Well, you can't see that black screen anymore. The grill opening, just that red hood pushed down over it. So Trickle may have some problems with that in the final laps of the event. Further back behind Dick Trickle, racing for the sixth and seventh position. Contact between Buckshot Jones and Jeff Green. They're still at it on the backstretch. Green dives down to the inside, making contact with Buckshot Jones. Buckshot hangs on for now. Buckshot running in the sixth position. Jeff Green in seventh, though not willing to stay there. He again tries to find some running room to the Inside. This again is the battle for the sixth spot in turn two. Jeff Green tries to open up the inside lane, but Buckshot Jones slides down and slams the door in four. Front five cars, pretty evenly spaced, now running single file with a couple of car links between them. Again, the great battle for the sixth spot, now becoming a race for the fifth spot as they close in on Elton Sawyer. Now Buckshot Jones closing in on the Sawyer four. Buckshot Chevrolet and Green Chevrolet all tied tightly together there. Tough break for Phil Parsons being shown the black flag. He has something, it looks like some screen that they taped up on the grill area to try and protect where his grill was punched out earlier in the event that has come loose. The tape not holding it anymore, and he is being shown the black flag and will have to come to pit road to try and get that fixed. And it's going to drop him well down in the standings in the finish of this event. The driver's second in the NASCAR Busch Series Championship. Great racing still going on from fifth on back, Allen. That's where Elton Sawyer is trying to hold off Buckshot Jones, and Buckshot getting a really a, a beating from Jeff Green, who's trying to get by him. They've leaned on one another several times and tire marks all over the sides of that white car certainly showing that uh, they've been in some fierce action on the back stretch now headed to turn three back to buckshot jones now trying the outside lane with elton sawyer and opens it up green is there all four trying to find some running room underneath is jeff green looking around the inside of buckshot jones pontiac contact as jones came down green was inside of him jones spins around across the front of green's car comes to rest on the inside of turn number two the caution flag is going to wave for the 12th time in the Galaxy Food Center's 300. Jeff Green went down to the inside of Buckshot Jones. Buckshot tried to slam the door, but Green was up alongside of him, and they got together, and Jones came across the front end of Green's car, spinning sideways down to the bottom of one and two, and it has put us under the caution flag. Parsons now two laps down, trying to get one of them back from race leader Randy LeJoy on the restart. But he won't do it. LeJoy squeezes out in front, in front of lap traffic. Bill Parsons, now Tim Fiedewa goes to Parsons inside in four. Tim Fiedewa now running in the second position, works to the inside of the lap car of Phil Parsons. He'll clear him, racing off into turn one. Now Dick Trickle falls in line, and Todd Bodine, the fourth place man. Dick Trickle in the third spot, trying to clear the lap car of Phil Parsons. Parsons goes wide, opens up the inside lane for Trickle in three. 78 laps to go as Randy LeJoy crosses.
is the start-finish line. He's opened up about three car lengths of an advantage on Tim Fidewa. That's a Brandon Grootham now coming into turn number two. Tim Fidewa now in the second spot, starting to get some heat from Dick Trickle, about a car length back as they exit the corner. The rest of those cars still working down the inside. Some heavy traffic from about fifth place on back. Elton Sawyer there with the man just behind him. Now Jason Keller working all the way up from a 24th place start here this afternoon. All those machines have cleared the lap traffic. Here's the leader now, Randy LaJoy, working off turn four. He's got about three car lengths on Tim Fidoa, who has two car lengths now on the third place man, Dick Trickle. And that's where traffic's stacking up. Dick Trickle running in the third spot. Car bobbling as he comes off of turn number two. Getting pressure from Todd Bonine. Then the lap car of Phil Parsons and also Elton Sawyer. And the caution flag is waving. Shane Hall was bounced out of traffic and into the wall in turn number one. The yellow flag waving at lap 225 for the 13th time. In today's event here at Hickory, not all that unusual that we'll have numerous bumps and spins and cautions in a NASCAR Bush Series event in the tight confines of this racetrack, but we have seen the yellow wave now a total of 13 times in this event today. And the attrition really hasn't been that great with all the beating and banging that's been going on and all the drivers having problems with overheating. We've called attention to several times. I think at last count there was about seven having overheating problems. Only two cars, actually three now out of the race, Tim Bender, Mike Olson, and Jerry Robertson. They're now showing uh, 19 cars on the lead lap. Uh, just joining us, uh, Randy LaJoy has been the dominant driver of this event without question, though he has shared his time at the front with several others. Todd Bodine led the first 18 laps for the pole. Then LaJoy went out in front from lap 19 to lap 105. From lap 105 to lap 118, he and Jeff Green traded the lead four times between them. Then they made contact racing for the lead, and LaJoy went back out in front when Green spun and fell back to the fifth position. Then it was Dick Trickle's turn to come up and challenge LaJoy, and from about lap 180 to lap 200, they raced wheel to wheel for the lead, with Trickle getting the lead at the caution flag at lap 200. Then shortly after the restart, LaJoy going by Trickle, and Randy again back out in front now of the event with 73 laps to go. That's pretty much the storyline of the day. It's been joy and somebody racing for the top spot. Well, joy has been strong throughout the day, but there have been times when other drivers have uh, found his weaknesses and taken advantage. And now again with 73 laps to go, there will be several others stepping up to try to squeeze by. Trickle still in this battle. Todd Bodine still up there. And of course, Tim Fidoa, who now runs in the second spot. Hey, race fans, be sure to enter to win a new Fleetwood RV and other great prizes, including two trips for two to a major NASCAR race. Call toll-free now at 800-234-6925 your chance to win or just visit your local Fleetwood RV dealer. Signal being given one more lap. We'll go back racing. Winston Kelly has been down in the Slim Jim team's pit. Winston, we're only about a half a lap away from Green. They've been having a great afternoon. Kenneth, a great day for you. Have you got enough to get up for the lead? I don't know. We've been a little tired all day. We've got it a little better. If we can get clear of this lap traffic, get a long run, we may be okay. Kenneth Campbell, crew chief on Jason Keller's Slim Jim Chevrolet. And again, he started way back in the pack in 24th, now running in the sixth position, doing a great job here this afternoon. Pace car now moves on to pit road. Here we go back under the green flag. Phil Parsons trying to get one of his laps back. He swings wide to get around race leader Randy LaJoy. LaJoy down to the inside lane as the fall in behind Phil Parsons. Parsons occupying that lane. Now Tim Beatle tries for the lead in three, but gets back in line. Parsons going to hope for a quick caution so he can get one of his two laps back. For now, LaJoy looking to get back around him in one, see if he can open up the inside lane. Bill Parsons, the lap car, leading the field back off. 
turn two, traffic stacking up. It's Randy LaJoy tipping with Dick Trickle. Everyone stacking up off turn four. Nose to tail coming up off turn four. What a traffic jam here as they hit the front straightaway. LaJoy trying to go wide, now looking low to get by Parsons. Trying to open up the inside lane off of turn two. He is successful in doing that for a moment. Now he slides underneath Parsons. Now LaJoy is there against Parsons at four. We have a car in the wall in turn four. The caution comes as LaJoy beats Parsons to the stripe. What a bad break there for Phil. Tracy Leslie is the machine involved. He is backed into the inside wall midway between turns one and two. Had the yellow waved a lap earlier, Parsons would have gotten one of his two laps back. He does not do that now as LaJoy beats him back to the stripe. And we see the yellow flag for the 14th time in the race as Tracy Leslie gets backed into the wall in the middle of turns one and two. Closing in on the finish here at Hickory, it is LaJoy leading with 67 laps to go. Back in Hickory continuing under caution as Tracy Leslie's battered Pontiac is hooked up to a record between turns one and two. Dick Trickle, after challenging Randy LaJoy for the lead a short while ago, fell back to the third position and hasn't really gotten back up to challenge the front two. Jim Phillips is down in the Duraloop team's pit. And Jim, that hood kind of folded over where the grill used to be. Is that affecting their car some? We'll find out from Brian Schaefer, his crew chief. Brian, you've been up, you've led this race now back to third. You, your hood is, uh, did it in a little bit. And, uh, but the question is, how high is the water temperature? Well, the water temperature is about 240 right now. It goes up a little when the yellow flags come down whenever we go back green racing. Door loop Chevrolet has a good running going. Let's hope we can make it to the end. Has that affected your car, the hood being dented in like that? No, the only thing it's affected has been the water temperature. All right, that's Brian Schaefer, crew chief for Dick Trickle. Talked about some of the guys having a lot of problems this afternoon. Other guys doing pretty well. One of those, Jason Keller, who started 24th, moved up to about the sixth position. And Mike McLaughlin having a great run today. He started 20th. Now he's up in the top 10, posted in eighth. Winston Kelly is in his pit area. Well, with Gary Cox with the crew chief on the car. Gary, you guys have had a pretty solid run today and kind of stabilized in eighth. How's the car right now? Oh, the car is really good, you know, and uh, Mike said the car is perfect. What we need right now is just for this thing to go from here to the end under green flag. Uh, the car's really good from about 40 laps on. But he's happy, we're happy. Uh, the Royal Oak car's running really well, and uh, we just want it to go green from here out. That's the word from Gary Cogswell. He's hoping that the thing will stay green the rest of the way. They're better on long runs in that yellow and red Royal Oak Chevrolet. Well, what we've seen already today, I think uh, you could say fat chance of that happening. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not too terribly likely, though. You never know. We've gone, I remember here, uh, one point not in the not too far past here 140 laps under green at one point where we even got into green flag pit stops in one of these races so it certainly is possible though based on what we've seen today not terribly likely tell you who else is having a great run is Tim Fidewa Tim uh, did not have the best of 1996 seasons by his own admission but here teaming up with uh, a second car out of the base motorsports shops for 1997 already just uh, seven events into the year here he's got that car in contention to win a race albeit it is his teammate he's chasing but still uh, a great run for Tim and you know starting off with a brand new race team out of the box the early part of the season for them really has been pretty good if you look at the points uh, we're probably where I wanted to be in the points you know uh, we're in 10th so that's that's good and uh, we've been working hard to get there but uh, you know a couple of the races the last couple of weeks we hadn't run as, as well as I thought kind of mediocre which is uh, okay we know we got some things to work on uh, you know I could have done a couple things different last couple of weeks and uh, uh, to get us a little better position but uh, that's okay you know we're learning every week like I said we got a new team and uh, the guys are really starting to come together as a team uh, work working with one another.
Vitawa right now coming into the event 10th in the NASCAR Busch Series Championship standings. And again, for a brand new team out of the box, uh, seven events into the year, that's uh, some pretty good consistent results in order to be in the top 10 in the standings. He's a very talented young driver, picking up experience uh, along the way over, I guess, the last uh, 10 years in uh, short track racing, late model style, dirt racing, also in the ARCA Supercar Series, and then moving into the Busch Series several years ago. And uh, looks like they've got a pretty good situation here now. There are 59 laps to go. Let's check in on pit lane. Speaking of uh, Jim Peter, well, let's talk to Butch Andrews just a bit of it. You're chasing teammate there. Do you have enough to get around him? Uh, well, I think I think we might. Uh, we've been trying to keep Tim real patient here and have something left for the end. So that last long run, we got a little bit behind. So Tim's real smart. We'll just it should be a good race. That's Butch Andrews, uh, of course, now helping uh, Tim Peter on that crew and uh, right now running second place. Somebody else want to tip the cap to, and I know I've mentioned this a time or two, but is uh, Randy Porter, who started this event back in 31st position. He's running in the 11th spot now. Randy cutting back his team from running every event uh, this season to a limited schedule, saying that they just needed more time back at the shop with the number of people that they had and so on to make sure that when they showed up at the racetrack, they were prepared the way that they wanted to be prepared and could go out and field a car that would contend and be a good threat in the race. And he has proven today that that strategy is beginning to pay off for his uh, Unifirst operation as he has run again from 31st position up now just outside of the top 10 and Randy uh, in in position to perhaps score his best ever NASCAR Bush Series finish his career best attempt a couple of years ago at Richmond trying to better that by a couple if he can today still working caution for the 14th time this afternoon as cleanup crews continue to work over in turns one and two and along the pit road after Tracy Leslie slammed into the outside retaining wall and left a good bit of debris at that part of the racetrack. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series heads to Phoenix International Raceway in Arizona on Sunday, April 20th. Live coverage of the Chevrolet Classic 300 on the NASCAR Truck Network begins at 345 Eastern. The NASCAR Truck Network, a division of the Motor Racing Network. Field getting the signal. One more lap will go back racing. They'll get the green with 55 laps to go in the event. It'll be Randy LaJoy, Dick Trickle, excuse me, Randy LaJoy, Tim Fidawa, and Dick Trickle, the front three. Then Todd Bodine, who led the race in its first 18 laps, but hasn't been out in front since. He's fourth and very much in the hunt for things. Elton Sawyer having a fine day in fifth. The rest of the top ten, Jason Keller, Jeff Green, Mike McLaughlin, Mark Green, and Jeff Fuller. Here is the green flag being displayed with 56 laps to go. Randy LaJoy racing alongside the lap car of Phil Parsons. He'll clear him easily as he exit turn two. Traffic stacking up from second on back. Tim Fidoa had a problem coming into turn one and backed him up. Now Fidoa is trying to track down the lap car of Phil Parsons off four. Parsons still two laps down. He is in between the front two machines as they cross the stripe, head single file back into one. Single file racing among the top three cars and it's side by side. Dick Trickle in third, trying to get around the lap car of Dennis Setzer. Setzer now in the outside lane. Trickle squeezing down to the inside, right behind him, Todd Bodine, also hoping that the opening will appear there for him. Trickle does get by the car of Dennis Setzer. Here's Todd Bodine going after him now. Todd Bodine now down to the inside lane, coming into turn three. He'll slide underneath Setzer. Now Elton Sawyer and Setzer make contact in four. Sawyer will get by. Setzer will get away. Everybody's okay. Up front to second place, Tim Fidua clears the lap traffic of Phil Parsons in one. Now Phil Parsons slides in behind second place, Fidua, right in third of third place, Tim Trickle. All the lower, slower traffic has allowed Randy LaJoy to build up a lead of about four car lengths. He makes his way up into turn number one. Now Fidoa starts trying to reel him in. Fidoa now has cleared the side-by-side -side traffic, side-by-side -side behind Fidoa. Trickle down to the inside of the lap car of Phil Parsons, also toggled on there as well. Despite the severity of the appearance of his crash, Tracy Leslie's about to rejoin the race after the 
Hensley Racing Team pulling out some sheet metal, putting some new tires on the machine. Here comes Tracy back out from behind the wall and onto the speedway just a few laps after his accident. Across the stripe, now flap 251 complete. 49 to go, the leaders are up off two. And the race leader is Randy LaJoy. He's got about five car lengths on second place, Tim Fiedema. The traffic stacking up from third on back. Trickle has third, Todd Bodine in fourth. Here is Todd Bodine trying to squeeze down to the inside of Dick Trickle. Will not work this time. Further back, Elton Sawyer also on the lead lap, running in the fifth position. He's trying to work underneath the lap car of Phil Parsons. Sawyer digs down to the inside lane, tries to wedge his way up underneath Phil Parsons. He'll do that in turn three as Parsons drifts wide all four. Working their way across the start-finish line. Those machines running up on Tracy Leslie's slower machine. Elton Sawyer has to squeeze up between Leslie and Phil Parsons. Taking their way through the traffic off of turn number two. Sawyer leading the parade of cars off turn four. Tough enough racing two wide on this racetrack. When you try to do it three wide, it is nearly impossible. But we just saw that it can be done. And we're going to see it some more as these faster cars move up on the slower machine of Tracy Leslie. Single file now working up off the corner. Tracy Leslie down to the inside lane. Mike McLaughlin also Mark Green and Jeff Fuller slide by Tracy Leslie. It is Randy LaJoy with a two-car length lead on Tim Fidua. He's got about six or seven on Dick Trickle in third. Todd Bodine is right on his bumper in fourth. Then another eight or nine car lengths to Elton Sawyer in fifth. The lap machine behind him. Then sixth place, Jason Keller in seventh place, Jeff Green. Another lap car before eighth, ninth, and tenth all run nose to tail. And it's Mike McLaughlin, Mark Green, and Jeff Fuller. That is the way we work now as the leaders have a close call in some traffic off turn number four as Johnny Chaplin's machine, apparently the engine having given up on it, was trying to get to pit road, and Randy LaJoy almost found his back bumper. Close call, but LaJoy did steer clear going to the outside. Now Chapman moving slowly down along the pit lane, but out of harm's way. Here's LaJoy crossing the stripe. Lap 259 goes up on the board. Tim Fiedemann now, Mike Bagley, starting to close in on the race leader. Starting to creep in on Randy LaJoy. About a car length and a half separate them as they close in on a Another lap car, that being Glenn Allen Jr. off the corner. Good race for sixth and seventh positions. Jeff Green to the outside of Jason Keller there as they race wheel to wheel off turn number four. At the stripe, Keller by a foot. Green still hanging to his outside off two. Couple of Chevrolets racing side by side off the corner. Keller has to give way. Fall in behind Jeff Green as they work turn four. That settles down, coming back off the corner as they approach some slower traffic. Up front, though, Tim Fiedewise all over Randy LaJoy for the lead. Randy to pounce coming off turn two, but has no room to do it. He'll Fall in line behind his teammate as they work through the corner. 39 laps to go. LaJoy and Tim Fidoa with Dick Trickle and Todd Bodine closing in from behind. Don't go away. Should be a great finish. Thirty laps to go here in Hickory, and second place has just changed hands. Dick Trickle got up underneath Tim Fidoa going into one, kind of nosed him up out of the bottom groove, and now Trickle is in second spot, chasing after race leader Randy LaJoy. Randy Porter's machine is off the pace, a big puff of smoke out of the car coming down the front stretch. Tough break for Randy, uh, poised for a top-ten run in the final 30 laps of the event. He will go behind the wall. Here's the leaders coming down to the line with 28 laps to go. Randy LaJoy ahead of Dick Trickle, then Fidoa falling back in the third spot under attack there from Todd Bodine. Bodine tries to get up underneath Fiedewa off of turn number two. Didn't do it for a minute. Now we'll try it again. They may almost make contact in turn three, but Fiedewa still hangs on for now. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification.
Nation on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. We're in the final laps of the Galaxy Food Setters 300 at Hickory Motor Speedway in North Carolina. Randy LaJoy has been the dominant driver of the day. He's had various drivers trying to get the lead away from him and chasing him at various points. And now in the final 25 laps, it is Dick Trickle who has taken over second spot from LaJoy's teammate Tim Fidoan. Trickle sets off after the race leader in turn one. Dick Trickle running in the second spot, trying to open up the inside lane and get up underneath Randy LaJoy, but he's not close enough to mount a charge or back in four. We have seen this movie before, just closing in on lap 200 at the second of the planned caution laps. Trickle was chasing LaJoy, stalked him for about five laps or so, then finally made the move. Let's see what will happen this time. He falls in behind him. A couple of car lengths back, but now they're starting to close in on the tail end of the field. They work their way around Tim Steele's machine, who's headed for pit road off of turn four. Now at the stripe, they'll close in on the back of Stevie Reeves and Shane Hall as they work one and two. Peter's having to negotiate some lap traffic. Stevie Reeves about three car lengths in front of Randy LaJoy. Dick Trickle all over the back end of Randy LaJoy in the corner. Trickle trying to go just as low as he can in the turn. Now leaning on Randy LaJoy as he exit turn four. Trickle's got the opening he was looking for. He's up alongside for the lead. Side by side coming into turn two. Trickle gets a fender out in front. Lap traffic directly ahead. They've got a swing wide. Now they make contact in four. Trickle will squirt by forcing LaJoy up the banking and get the, his way to the outside of Shane Hall's car. And with 21 laps to go, Dick Trickle takes over the lead. Trying to get past Stevie Reeves, the lap car. Randy LaJoy about a car length off Dick Trickle's back bumper in the corner. 55-year-old Dick Trickle showing something I bet he's done before in heavy traffic, just squeezing through there and leaning on Randy LaJoy. He now the race leader, but he's boxed in behind slower traffic. Now he'll go to the inside of Stevie Reeves, kick Reeves wide off of turn number two. The lead car's now working the inside lane off the turn. Up off the corner, they will clear Stevie Reeves' lap car, come to the stripe. Dick Trickle with a little bit of free racetrack ahead of him before he'll catch more cars a lap down. Here's Dick Trickle now up off the turn. Single file, the front three run. Fourth place, Todd Bodine trying to get around Stevie Reeves side by side back to the turn. Trickle makes his way up off turn four, back down to the stripe. There are now 18 laps to go. Randy LaJoy rides in the second spot. Fidoan now all over the rear deck of LaJoy. No one stepping out of line off the corner. Everyone staying single file. Dick Trickle starting to slowly creep away from Randy LaJoy at various points on the racetrack. Work their way off of turn number four. Come down to the start finish line. Lap 283 is on the board. 17 to go for Dick Trickle. Try to score his first NASCAR Busch Series win. Trying to hang on. Coming off turn two. He's starting to slowly drive away from Randy LaJoy. LaJoy is getting a whole lot of heat from Tim Fiedewa off the corner. Trickle is getting some breathing room here. The most he's had since making the pass of Randy LaJoy. He's two car lengths out in front but closing in on more slower traffic. Tracy Leslie is the lap car down to the inside. He'll force Dick Trickle and the rest of the leaders to go wide off of four. Challenge for the fourth spot behind the front three. Todd Bodine has fourth. Jeff Green on the charge looking down to the inside. Tracy Leslie's slower machine is there. He and Bodine make contact in one. Now coming into the turn, Jeff Green's got to give way. Bodine now trying to go around the outside of Tracy Leslie and will get by him in the corner. So Todd Bodine picks off the fourth spot. Jeff Green falls back in line in fifth. They all go single file now as they work their way back into the first corner. Hot race now for the second spot. Jeff in that third spot trying to get around teammate Randy LaJoy to grab that spot. They still remain single file for now. Work their way to the outside of the slower car of Jason Jarrett who got into the wall earlier in the event. He gives the leaders plenty of room now. Trickle. 
LaJoy and Fidua off two. Now Trickle getting more breathing room as traffic is stacking up for second spot. Tim Fidua looks down low, trying to get around Randy LaJoy. Finally gets the opening down on the inside. Fidua pulls up alongside Randy LaJoy. The teammates doing battle, trying to get the second spot here. Racing side by side, coming into turn two. They both slip, now almost making contact. Fidua down low, LaJoy up high. Fidua couldn't get his car to run up low off the corner again. He slips wide, trying to get back in the gas. LaJoy has a fender out in front. Now for Dick Trickle, 11 to go. He'll see 10 to go next time back. And what he's liking is those teammates battling for that spot. It's allowing him to get away. Trickle now closing in on the left car of Kevin LePage in four. Dick Trickle's got about the biggest lead we've seen anyone have all afternoon. Maybe as big as five car lengths over this ongoing race for the second spot. They're up off turn two and on the backstretch. Dick Trickle again closing in on Kevin LePage while second place Randy LaJoy at third place Tim Beetle will still go at it back in the corner. Jeff Green and Todd Bodine were side by side a lap ago for the fourth spot. Green trying to go to the outside. Car almost got away from him. He did a good job to get it back under control and bring it down in line. Leaders on the backstretch. That was for the second spot. Tim Beetle gets down low side by side with Randy LaJoy. They work that way through the corner. Here's the blue, two blue cars racing side by side for the second spot. All the while Dick Trickle way up there at the other end of the racetrack working around the traffic. Now the second place battle forced to go single file. Box in behind the whole lot of lap traffic. Now Fiedel again dives for the bottom in three. Gets in deep and gets in hard up alongside second place LaJoy. Dick Trickle got into a lap car trying to get off four and make some running room for himself a lap ago. They're side by side for second and third and fourth and fifth. Here they come back into the turn for second. Now Tim Fiedelwood down to the inside. Car breaking loose for a moment off of turn number two. But Fiedelwood is still there alongside LaJoy. Dick Trickle shows the way but everyone's watching the race with a second spot among teammates leaning on one another coming off turn four. LaJoy again and will hold off Fidoa. Fidoa's got to slide up in line. Jeff Green almost tried to mount a charge on Fidoa. Now Green will try the outside lane to get around Fidoa. Now to the stripe. Five laps to go for Dick Trickle. Separating himself from a win. It is LaJoy, Fidoa, and Jeff Green running hard for second, third, and fourth. Elton Sawyer and Todd Bodine get together for fifth. Here they go side by side. Sawyer and Bodine do. Sawyer down low. It's a fender out in front. But Bodine rallies back in the outside lane. Still side by side for the fifth place as the front four stretched out nose to tail. Sawyer to the inside of Todd Bodine, drives it in deep in turn one, but Bodine pulls back up alongside. Well, all that's going on, Tim Vito is under attack from Jeff Green. Green taking the outside lane again to try to challenge for third. As they come to the stripe, now three laps to go for Dick Trickle, trying to score the win in the Galaxy Food Center's 300. Lap traffic ahead of him off two. Mike Dillon is the lap car directly ahead of the race leader, Dick Trickle. Trickle down low, while Dillon goes wide to get around. Trickle works his way up off turn number four, falls in line behind Mike Dillon, coming down to the line with two laps to go. The second place battle kind of going away. The race is for third now. It's a hornet's nest. Jeff Green trying to open up the inside lane in the turn, making contact just about with Fidua. Now Green again tries the outside lane. Here is Dick Trickle off turn four. He'll see the white flag. One lap to go to score his first career Bush Series win. And a final time coming back into turn number two, tiptoeing his way as the fans in the third turn grandstand go crazy. Dick Trickle's off for the checkered flag. In his 50th start in the NASCAR Bush Series, Dick Trickle goes to victory lane for the first time. He wins the Galaxy Food Center's 300 at Hickory by two car lengths over Randy LaJoy. Tim Fidoa will finish third. It'll be Jeff Green fourth and Todd Bodine fifth. And for Dick Trickle, a wild ending to a race. He took the finish, 21 laps from the checkers. Jim Phillips, he and his crew doing a great job today. I'll tell you, a lot of work went on down here. Brian Schaefer, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's been a long time coming. You've had, you've had so many close calls, and finally it pays off for you. Yeah, it'll pay off eventually, I guess.
Well, we just got the old bath, and we'll be headed to Victory Lane. <laughs> the Gatorades are flying on pit road here at Hickory, and the crowd on their feet cheering Dick Trickle, taking a victory lap around the 3-8 mile racetrack, scoring the win in today's Galaxy Food Center's 300. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. The Galaxy Food Center's 300 at Hickory is over, and Dick Trickle has just climbed from his machine in victory lane. We'll hear from the race winner shortly. Unofficially finishing second was Randy LaJoy. Tim Fiedema gets third today. Jeff Green fourth, and Todd Bodine fifth. The race winner shortly first. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Man, Randy LaJoy, that looked like a lot of fun. Heck of a shot there. You had to battle Dick Trickle twice. You kept him behind you, then he squeezed by you, then he came back on you. Talk about today's race. What a great race. I hope they enjoyed watching it and listening to it as much as I had driving it. Uh, I made a call not to adjust the car the last, uh, we wanted to tighten it up a little bit. Uh, I said, no, nah, I think I used the tires up, so uh, let's leave it alone. But uh, hey, this Fino Chevrolet Monte Carlo run good, and uh, I had a blast. I mean, I, it was this is good racing. I, I really enjoyed this. Well, then when Trickle got around you, you had your hands full with your teammate. Absolutely right. Uh, I mean, Peter uh, did a great job, and uh, hey, this is racing at its best. Definitely racing at its best. Let's see if we can ease our way over here to Tim Fedor. Tim, congratulations. A great run for you today. Man, and what a car. You know, we, we knew we had a good car. We didn't get much practice yesterday. Got a little bit this morning, and uh, I'm happy for, uh, for Galaxy. They're on the car, and uh, Kleenex and Scott Brand Products. Base Motorsports, that, that's pretty cool. I wish it would have been one, too. Uh, you know, but uh, we, we had a good both. Both teams had a great run today, and uh, that was fun. That was the most fun I've had in a long time. You had a couple of good runs on Randy, but just not quite able to pull off the pass. No, we, you know, we were really free at the end on both, all our runs, and uh, I get under Randy, but I, then I couldn't let the car have its head, and, uh, you know, I'm not complaining. That's a lot of fun. That was a good race car, and, uh, you know, Dick, oh, my hat's off to Dick. He did a great job, too. We, it was a lot of fun, though. I tell you, for people that didn't win, a couple of big smiles down here on Randy LaJoy and his teammate, Tim Fedoa. And LaJoy finishing second, Fedoa third. Before we go to Victory Lane, Joe and I are going to hand out the Kraft Craftiest Driver of the Race Award with $500 going to a special charity from Kraft Singles American Cheese, and we've selected Jeff Green to receive that honor today. Jeff made some tremendous moves after getting spun out, leading for a while after he took over the top spot just before the halfway point of the race and uh, did a great job coming back up to the, the, uh, the field there and some pretty crafty moves there, so we'll go with him. So Jeff Green will see $500 donated to charity in his name as the craftiest driver of the race from Kraft Singles American Cheese. Well, for Dick Trickle, it's been a long road. The 1989 NASCAR Winston Cup Series Rookie of the Year has, I think it's fair to say, struggled at times over the last uh, couple of seasons. But since he and this Dennis Shoemaker team got together early in the going last season, they've been a force just about week in and week out in the NASCAR Bush Series for a, a top finish. Just haven't really had the opportunity to get it into victory lane. They've been in position to win, haven't been able to pull it off. But here today, he had the horses under him when it counted, despite an overheating machine and so on. He was able to get out front with 21 laps to go and score the win. Made some pretty slick moves through traffic as well when he took the lead from Randy LaJoy, and they were working on heavy traffic there, and I think anybody else would have hit the brakes. Uh, Trickle just kind of squeezed his car into a place that there really wasn't room for, made the move, and picked off the top spot, and he showed a lot of experience. And, of course, he's got a lot. 55 years old, he's done a lot of racing in his life. And he's, uh, I imagine, still smiling pretty broadly down in victory lane now as the uh, corks begin to pop on the champagne bottles. Let's hear from the race winner Jim Phillips is with. Dick Trickle. Uh, he just got the cold bath. Dick, after all these close calls you've had the last couple of years, congratulations. Well, I tell you, you know, it's, it's, we had it coming, you know, we've been saying we just keep running around that tie five, we're going to win one, you know, and we, we had all the good guys there, you know, Todd Budine, you know, and uh, 
I mean, nobody fell out that was to beat, really. So we beat the best, you know. And, you know, Randy LaJoy's got a good car there, Todd Woodine. But this car was better in the long runs, you know, and I could tell that after the first 200. So uh, I told the boys, they're all over me, and we're going to wreck here. So I let a couple cars go, and uh, I figured I'd have to run them back down. Sure enough, there it went. You kind of got racy there at about uh, lap 200. Was that a test to see if you had enough to get around, Randy? Well, wh what the deal is is, you know, I just thought, in case I don't win it, I want to be a star a little bit, you know. And uh, it's a deal where I just had to try them and let them know that I was here. Uh, you know, you always take what you can get. I mean, I didn't do nothing crazy there. But it's a deal where we had a good car, you know, and I didn't mess up. The crew didn't mess up. We, we bent the front end up, and we are overheating a little bit. We are afraid we were going to lose water and had to take a little bit of tape off. And that did hurt a little bit at the end. Uh, it made the car push a little bit. But, you know, I... I always said, you know, in order to finish first, you must first finish. So I wanted to get through the first hundred, the second hundred, and uh, the biggest thing is, I like racing at the end. And that's what it's all about. You race 270 laps just to get in position so you can race. So the 30, 20, 10 to go, five to go. Hey, that's when I'm wide open. You know, everybody else wide open in the first 10, 15, 20, 30 laps. I pick up at the end, and you know, that's when you win races. Did the water temperature concern you, though? It got pretty hot. Well, I'll tell you, in the pit stop there, it was up to 265. And we tried to cool it down. It didn't come down a bit. And so I said, well, close that hood and let's get out there because we're going to throw all the water out here. Let me get making some circles out there. And I got it to come down to 260 in the yellow. And then uh, when we got to racing there, it come down to, like, 240. And there's another thing I get to give the guys credit for. They got, like, a 32-pound cap on or something so you can run this thing 260 without blowing water because once you blow the water, it's done. You've won hundreds and hundreds of races, but you hadn't won in a while. What, what's your feelings right now? Well, I'll tell you, hey, I knew, it, I knew I had it in me, but getting a good supporting cast, you know, and I got this year can be a hell of a year for me because, you know, Junior and you know, all the guys up there at the shop, I'm telling you, they're doing a super job for me. I got some safe, clean race cars with them, Heilig Meyer, uh, Simmons, uh, Beaterhead's mattress cars. And these guys, as you see, I don't know how they do it. They get the car ready all the time, and uh, Brian works real close with me. He's got... And he's got a, a, a good deal with his guys. He, he can just, there's har harmony, you know, and it just works. I, it isn't hard. You, you know, I see people running, like we've run 37th at times. We're working just as hard for 37th as you have to run in the top five. So you might as well run in the top five. 55-year-old Dick Trickle wins at Hickory. And uh, certainly a great win for Dick Trickle here today, taking the lead with 21 laps to go in the event, scoring his first NASCAR Busch Series victory in his 51st start. Winston Kelly is with one of the other top finishers. Yeah, with Todd Bodine, who ran up front pretty much uh, all day long, was up front early, and then the car seemed to drop back. What happened there, Todd? Well, right there at the beginning, we got real loose. Uh, we made some changes before the race, and it just was a little too loose. We, we were tight through practice, and we knew we had to free it up some, and we went a little too far, but... Uh, the competition caution saved my butt this today because the first one we, had, we were able to tighten the car back up and actually got a little too tight. And uh, the second one we freed it back up and got a little bit on the free side. But uh, Stanley Pontiac was up front all day. That's, that's what we're here for. Uh, uh, if you can't win the race, you just got to do the best you can, get the most points you can. Uh, that's how you win the championship. So that's what we're trying to do. And they came back strong at the end. Todd Bodine comes home fifth in the Stanley Pontiac. We'll hear from the other of the top five finishers that we have as yet to hear from and give you the full field finishing order from today's Galaxy Food Center's 300 when we get back here to Hickory and get ready to wrap things up.
Members of the media covering today's Galaxy Food Center's 300 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $250 to Randy Porter. And a $250 donation will go to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. In Randy's name was running just outside of the top 10 after starting last, 31st in the event, when apparently an engine let go on him late in the day and dropped him back in the finishing order. We'll hear from Jeff Green and give you the full field finishing order in a moment. First, from the Hickory Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Victory Lane photos being taken as Dick Trickle celebrates the win in the Galaxy Food Center's 300. Time now for the MRN Radio crew to vote the Luxair Cool Move of the Race Award. Everybody getting a nomination, the one with the most, getting $500 from Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. Mike Bagley in the backstretch. You have the first word. Well, he led uh, during the middle part of the race and uh, dropped back to third. He could have gotten impatient and kind of bound the car down and made some contact and got into some trouble, but he was patient, worked his way up. He won the race. Dick Trickle made the hottest move in my book by keeping the coolest head. Let's go to pit road, Jim Phillips. Well, I think that's uh, exactly right. He said you got to be in a position to win, and he got there, and he, he played it really cool when things could have got really rough where he was at, so I'm going to vote for Dick Trickle. Winston Kelly. I'm going to have to echo those uh, words there, and also having the car that was overheating just a bit, he kept it cool down enough to bring it home to victory lane. Joe. For all those reasons, and also that great move he made through traffic to take the lead off turn four, I too go with Dick Trickle. Well, far be it for me to go against the group, so We'll make it unanimous. Dick Trickle winning the Luxair Cool Move of the Race Award with $500 from Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning going to him. Jeff Green had a good run today. Came home with a fourth spot after being uh, involved in a little spin when he and Randy LeJoy were racing for the lead earlier in the event. Managed to pass a couple of cars in the last five or six laps to get up to that fourth position. Jim Phillips is with Jeff Green. It was looking as though that you had the car to beat. You were racing with Randy LeJoy, and then you got together and you spun. Then what happened after that? Well, when I spun out there, I burnt my tires off, and uh, I just had to hang out till we got those other tires. And the the green wouldn't go green long enough for me to get any track position. So once we got strung out there, you know, we was pretty good. But these guys, Westward, and these guys had this thing running good. We're gonna win some more. Congratulations, to that old man. He showed us young punks up today. But we'll be back in Texas. Got a good car for there. Looking forward to it. How did it change your car after you spun there? It just wore the right rear tire out. I boiled them, tried to get it spun around, you know, and keep from hitting everybody there. And it just boiled, it just blistered the right rear tire, and I was just hanging on from there on. Well, again, he showed this team is really to be reckoned with this year. Jeff Green, a good comeback for him. He brings it home fourth today. And before we give you the finishing order, let's uh, sweep through our final post-race award. The MRN Radio Pit Reporters get to vote the Wagner Brakes Super Crew Award with $500 going to the team they determine has done the most to advance their driver's cause in the day's race. Jim Phillips, why don't you start us off there? Well, you got to make decisions down here fast, and you got to they got to make them count. That's what Dick Trickle's crew did. They made a choice to put water in that machine. I don't think he would have finished first or even finished the race if they hadn't done that. So I'm going to go with Dick Trickle's crew. Winston Kelly. I'm going to have to go with the base motorsports crew. They changed the engine yesterday on Randy LaJoy's car, brought him home second, helped Tim Fidoa to a third-place run. A lot of tight racing here, coming home second and third. Pretty good in my book. And so uh, the tie there, one-to-one, -one, the final deciding nomination cast in the manner of Randy LaJoy's team or the base motorsports team for the engine change uh, yesterday and getting LaJoy a good solid race car as well as Tim Fidewa today and coming up with back-to-back -back, uh, efforts in second and third position. So the base motorsports team getting the Wagner Brakes Super Crew Award of $500 today from Wagner Brakes. 
Now as we get set to wind things down here in Hickory, why don't we take a look at the finishing order from today's Galaxy Foods 300. Dick Trickle, of course, is the winner with Randy LaJoy coming in second, Tim Fitoa third, Jeff Green fourth, and Todd Bodine finished fifth. Sixth was Elton Sawyer, seventh Jason Keller, Elliot Sadler finished eighth, and ninth Mark Green, tenth was Mike McLaughlin. Eleventh was Hermie Sadler, Jeff Fuller finished twelfth, with Steve Park in thirteenth, Buckshot Jones fourteenth, and fifteenth to Greg Sachs. Sixteenth was Mike Dillon, seventeenth Stevie Reeves, Dennis Setzer finished in the eighteenth spot, nineteenth was Phil Parsons, and twentieth was Kevin LePage. 21st goes to Jason Jarrett today. Joe Bessie gets 22nd, 23rd to Shane Hall, Glenn Allen 24th, and Tim Steele 25th. Tracy Leslie finished 26th, Randy Porter 27th, 28th to Johnny Chapman, Jerry Robertson 29th, Tim Bender was 30th, and Mike Olson finished in 31st. Four drivers swapped the lead eight times among them in the event today. Randy LaJoy leading four different occasions for 254 of the 300 laps, unfortunately for him. He didn't lead the one that counted, which was the last one. 14 cautions slowed the event some 81 of its 300 laps around the speedway. For the NASCAR Bush Series, they move on to the new Texas Motor Speedway for an event next Saturday. Then we rejoin the series, MRN does, in Bristol, Tennessee for the Bristol Motor Speedway in the Moors 250. That comes up two weeks from today on Saturday, the 12th of April. Our coverage from Bristol is our next MRN Radio race event broadcast that starts on Friday the 11th there with Bush Pole qualifying at 2.50 Eastern time. The NASCAR Bush Series event two weeks from today at 1.45 Eastern from Bristol and the Food City 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series from the world's fastest half mile. That is two weeks from tomorrow at 12.45 Eastern Time. Tickets, by the way, for the Saturday event at Bristol do remain available if you'd like to call and join us for that event. Also, uh, throughout the week on MRN Radio, invite you to join us for Ned Jarrett's World of Racing weekday mornings, NASCAR Live, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, and we'll have NASCAR today and the latest racing news for you weekday afternoons. And before we go, an update on the NASCAR Bush Series championship standings, uh, our unofficial calculations as a result of today's Hickory event. Todd Bodine hangs on to the top spot, now his lead 38 points over Randy LaJoy. Phil Parsons now in the third position, and Jeff Green runs fourth. So that is the way the championship standings look unofficially at the conclusion of today's race. Of course, the official point standings released by NASCAR on Monday morning. Pretty exciting event, but that's pretty much what we expected here. We knew it was going to be a bull ring contact type of race, and that's exactly what it was. Boy, the fans had a great time today. It was interesting watching them jumping up and down throughout the course of the race as the lead changes took place. They saw a great show. We did, too, and hopefully our listening audience as well enjoyed the running of the Galaxy Foods 300. So the event here in Hickory is over for the day. Dick Trickle is in victory lane celebrating the win. We thank Sherry Smith for her scoring and statistical help today and also the voices you heard on our coverage of the event. Mike Bagley out on the backstretch, Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly, who were in the pit and areas. Now for Joe Moore, I'm Alan Bestwick saying so long from Hickory. Happy Easter. Dick Trickle has won the Galaxy Food Setters 300. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Bush Series has come to you from the Hickory Motor Speedway. Sponsored by Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Check out the Sears Die Hard website at mrnnet.com for details. By Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the car's more champions trust. By Wagner Brake Products. When it comes to your car or truck, don't stop with anything less than Wagner Brakes. 
by 76 Products, makers of 76 Racing Gasoline, by Smooth Bush Beer, and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the official beer of NASCAR, by Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. In the heat of summer, the coolest sound is the comfort of your Luxair Central Air. By Kraft Singles American Cheese, every racer's favorite slice. And by Lance. Hungry? Have a Lance peanut butter cheese cracker. It's not just peanut butter, it's peanut better. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen, Assistant General Manager Mark Williams, Marketing Services Stephanie Ellis, Affiliate Relations Cheryl Marzello and Lisa Carter, Engineers Harry Howard and Vince Marzello, Remote Operations David Brandt, Production Assistants Sandy Good and Robin Vandegraaff, Website Producer Cameron Smith. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.